down to business. I got my wild cherry diet Pepsi. And uh, I got my blackjack gum here. And I got that feeling. Mm. Yeah, that familiar feeling that something rank is going down out there. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. Don't shake hands. Brothers got a hug. Come out to the coast. We'll get together. Have a few laughs. Oh, you. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. You ever seen a grown man naked? I'm your huckleberry. My advice to you is to start drinking heavily. Put that coffee down. Pauline, this calls for the old Billy Baru. That's a huge bitch! The royal penis is clean, your highness. Hey, where are the white women at? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's over, Johnny. It's over! Ah, uh, yeah. It is Friday. It is 10.33 p.m. Central Time, which means it's 11.33 p.m. Eastern Time. Oh, look, I can do math. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, you. How are you doing, sir? Very well. Awesome. Oh, there we go. Yeah, we got the volume good finally. There we go. Volume's good. We're on time. Let's get this shit on the road. Yeah, you're not uh, busting my fucking ears out anymore. I like it. I like it. Awesome. Here we go. Um, well, we've got a kind of um. Kind of simple movie for everyone tonight, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> it, it, it really is. It, it's a very simple movie, but I enjoy the shit out of it. Um, we're talking about Phone Booth from 2002. Really, there's only three... I mean, there's three real stars of the movie. Colin Farrell, uh, Kiefer Sutherland, and Forrest Whitaker... And you only see Kiefer Sutherland for, what, maybe 45 seconds at the end of the movie? So, yeah. I mean, you and know. Don't forget the most important uh, star of this movie, the actual phone booth. The, yes. Jeez, we're dating ourselves. When was the last time you seen a phone booth anywhere? <laughs> uh, yeah, Jesus. I don't even know the last time I saw a phone booth, man. 
barely I barely see pay phones anymore, much less an actual phone booth. Yeah, I haven't seen an actual phone booth in years. Jesus. You rarely see, oh yeah, you like I said, you rarely see a pay phone anymore. There every now and then you may see one here and see one there, but it's really few and far between. Yes. It's usually like it's usually downtown. <laughs> I felt old watching parts of this movie. <laughs> yeah, it really is like for two thousand. I mean, the, 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 the flip phone and shit, and you're like, God damn, man! Even the flip phones, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got the flip phone. He's, um, you know, and it's just, you know, I'm not quite sure why I picked this movie, even though this is a really, really good. I like this movie. Um, I'm assuming it didn't do well in theaters. I didn't even look. Let me see here. Box office. Box office. Uh, actually, the film grossed $46 million. Well, he's a pretty boy. Yeah, I mean, look who was in it. I mean, this is at the height of Colin Farrell's... Uh, uh, I don't even know what to call it, but it, I guess his... Uh, the lady's infatuation with him. Yeah, this movie made a gross profit, which after the $13 million budget, pretty cheap movie to make. I mean, it was really, I mean, it was, like we said, there's not that many stars. It's New York City, which, you know, is home of half the fucking movies nowadays. And, um, you know, very easy movie to make. There wasn't that many. Okay, think about it. The location was... uh... A small New York block and a phone booth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and that's the pl- the main setting for the whole fucking movie. And uh, yeah, this movie grossed ninety seven million total. Ninety seven million eight hundred thirty seven thousand one hundred thirty eight. And yeah, I got a feeling it was his pretty boy, uh, uh, Colin Farrell's pretty boy looks that brought the people into the movie because not a great movie. Not that fucking great, but I personally enjoy it. I, again, it's a movie, if you don't mind just listening to a bunch of people talking, you're going to love it. If you don't <laughs> like listening and paying attention, uh, no. Yeah. But I'm thinking, like, if we can make a if we can make a movie, if they can make a movie about phone booths and all that kind of stuff, we should make a movie called The Basement. Ah. The Think basement. about it. I mean, if, if you want to do a movie on location... There you go. Cheap to make. On look, well, I'm not in my basement, but <laughs> I don't know. You might be, but I'm not. Um, you know, the, it, it obviously, you know, I mean, this might not be one of our longest shows because this is not a very long movie, and it's not a very, I don't know, a, a meaty. Would you say a meaty movie? Uh, no, I mean, it's pretty, I mean, not the, you know, we don't want to shortchange the listeners here, you know, but the, it's very cut and dry type of movie, mm-hmm. it's bare bones, it's, you know, in my opinion, not, it's not like Academy Award winning material here, even though uh, Forrest Whitaker's eye was twitching a lot during this movie, so uh, that's how you know, like, he was he was in, uh, he was in rare form. Yeah, 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 he's like, oh, I can't stand this outside shit. Um, I love Forrest Whitaker, so don't take anything I'm saying personally if he ever hears this. Oh, Jesus, I do too. Forrest Whitaker's a bad motherfucker, dude. I, I, look, this goes back to, come on, we, we Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which we reviewed a few weeks ago. Um, uh, you know, we, we talked a lot about him then. I believe we praised him plenty back then, and uh, I'll still do it now. That man's been in so many good movies. 
and has tons. I mean, this guy, he's got movies coming out until 2018, according to IMDb. Yes. Now, I'm reading through the uh, Wikipedia, old reliable Wikipedia, Mm -hmm. and uh, apparently critics, uh, he got a lot of critical praise for this film, uh, Colin Farrell. Now, before we get to the critical acclaim and reviews from the uh, professionals, what would you, how would you describe his performance in this movie? Did you think it was uh, not necessarily Academy Award winning worthy, but did you think he put in a good performance? I actually thought he did. And, you know, seeing him in some movies he did before this movie, um, you know, SWAT. Well, no, actually SWAT was after this. You know, Minority Report, he was sort of that, uh, you know, the serious character and, most things he did pre this, he was a little more serious. So yeah, seeing him in this, I mean, this was uh, yes, it was a serious type movie, but he kind of played a uh, like a, a, a goomba type New York uh, Bronx guy, <laughs> you know. So yeah, I, I really thought he did very good in this movie. I, I, yeah, I mean, and you know, like like we said before, Kiefer Sutherland and you know, Kiefer, and uh, Forrest Whitaker, you know, stand on their own, but. Yeah, I mean, look, he got a lot. Look, I, I I liked this movie he was in. I liked Minority Report. The Recruit was badass with him and uh, Pacino. SWAT was a good movie with him in it. Um, I haven't seen the uh, Miami Vice. <laughs> I, I've avoided that myself. You're talking about the one with Jamie Foxx? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, it could be good. I just, honestly, I, for some reason, I never got around to watching it. Oh, well, yeah, I just never really, I don't know. And he was in True Detective, I've got to get, I've got to watch True Detectives. That's on your watch, to watch list? I've got it, yeah. Everyone told me it's right up your alley, definitely a show you need to watch. I need to watch True Detective. It, it sounds like it's right up my alley. Yes, and I also want to give uh, some praise to another guy in this movie. I don't know how familiar you are with his work. Richard T. Jones, he was the uh, cop with uh, Forrest Whitaker. Mm-hmm. Yep. The ball. Yeah, I, I, I'm just a fan of that guy. Loved him in the wood. He was in a movie called. Oh shit! This is gonna kill me. Oh shit! I gotta look this up now. It's gonna kill me. He he, he kind of looks like Titus O'Neil a little bit. Don't even don't, don't even compare the two, please. I said he looks like him. He doesn't say. You gonna acted. make me, you gonna make me not like the man? I'm i just I just got finished putting him over. You had to bring Titus into the court. You tell me he don't look halfway like Titus O'Neil. Come on, man. Uh, he was in a Judging Amy Collateral, but I'm telling he looks like Titus O'Neil. That's all I'm saying. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He was in Renaissance Man. Liked him in that Jury that's, Duty. That's where I know him from. Renaissance Man. So I'm looking at his MC The Wood. Uh, Lockdown was another good one. Uh, let's see here. Uh, he he, uh, he He's going to be in the new Chips movie coming out. Uh, yeah. Cop movie. He was, <laughs> he was in a couple of uh, Tyler Perry flicks that I actually enjoyed. Uh, Why Did I Get Married? Dude, Why Did I Get Married 2? He's been doing a lot of... He's done a lot of shit. And, uh, guess what? N-Y-P-D Blue. I fucking knew it. He was in one episode of NYPD Blue, by the way. Yes. Yes, sir. Of course he was. I actually hadn't even thought of getting an NYPD Blue reference. There it is. We already found it. NYPD Blue 1994, one episode. Nice. Uh-huh. And uh, funny enough, he actually, he just recently celebrated a birthday, January 16th. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
Age 45. Yeah. Nice. Look at that. 11 days ago. He's been locked down. He's done tons of movies since. Oh, he was in Soul Plane. Yes. Oh, and I also want to point out, I was first introduced to this guy, uh, Richard T. Jones, and what's love got to do with it? He was Ike Turner Jr. Oh, shit. I don't know if you've seen that. Uh, he was the kid that got uh, his eyes swolled. Uh, and that's that. Yeah, he basically was a it was a turning point in that movie where uh, I yeah, I got the I got the lead as dude. I remember that movie. I do actually. Yeah, he he was in Grey's Anatomy. He's done a lot of shit, man. Yeah, he's yeah he's been around yeah. over twenty years. Yeah, he's been at Hawaii. He's in Hawaii Five O. Looks like might might be still in there. Maybe no, two thousand eleven, twelve, thirteen. He just keeps coming back on. Long he was in shows that's not even on no more. Uh, let's see here. Remember uh, Ally McBeal? Oh yeah. Hey, he was a uh, he was a judge on Law and Order SVU. Judging, Jesus, judging Amy. Judging Remember Amy's TV show. CSI Miami. Yep, he's got some stuff coming out this year. So yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Look, we even got an NYPD Blue reference out of it. Awesome. I knew we'd get one. Yes, yeah, got to keep that going. Mm-hmm. And he's white. Uh, 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 Weebs is right. Uh, Forrest Whitaker does tie in the Shield, Criminal Minds, and Hill Street Blues. That's a, that's that, that's three badass shows right there. Now, now let me ask you, Forrest Whitaker. It, like I said, you're the uh, resident NYPD Blue expert. Mm-hmm. Did he ever pop up on an episode of that? Never. You would think. Nope. Nope. No, I can think of a lot of people who have been on there, but uh, he is definitely not one that's been on there. That's actually surprising. Seems like that would be right up his alley. Yeah, I don't, you know what, let me double check, but I'm 99.9% sure he hasn't been. Paula J. Walker, also NYPD Blue. Nice one, Weebs. There you go. Nope, he never was. And I don't think Colin Farrell ever was either, so. I don't believe he ever was. Man, this might be a long shot, uh, Box, but could you ever see them doing, like, an NYPD Blue reunion type of special or a reunion movie? Would you be down for that? Yeah, I would. They go for a long-ass time. You would think they would do something. I, I would love to see it, and, I mean, you know, Sipowitz is still looking about the same. <laughs> Yeah, most of the cast is still around, so you know, better jump on it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I get no younger. What's her name? Uh, Kim Delaney was just on, you know, Blue uh, Blue Bloods, and you know, looked fine. Seen her? Uh, yeah, they could get a lot of the old cast back. A lot of the the, the finishing cast back for that. Yeah. Yeah, Zach Morris is still around. He's still he, around. He's not that old. He's probably in his, what, late 30s, early 40s? Uh, the guy who played Baldwin, what's his name? Henry Henry Williams, I think his name is. He's still around. He looks exactly the fucking same. Well, I'm looking at, Jesus, I'm looking at, I just pulled it up now just to see how long it was actually on. Two, I mean, 1993 to 2005. 12 My years, God. man. I told you, it's 12 seasons. That's why I, like... I don't know. If we ever did it, we'd have to do like one season a month. <laughs> that would be a that's a day. That's basically a full calendar year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's literally what we would have to do. We'd have to pick one week every fucking month to do a NYPD blue season. 
and it would be finished over the year. But yeah, I would shit. I'd watch it again right now. Yes, B Mags. I'm not sure which one, but I know I do re- vaguely remember seeing Forrest Whitaker pop up on in uh, Law and Order. I can't remember. It might have been the original. Give me a sec here. Law. I don't see it. I don't see where it was. Nope. Forrest Whitaker was not on a Law and Order. He was on, let's see. Making great, I remember that. Fast Times at Richmond High. Hill Street Blues was already said. Different Strokes. What other cop show? Crim- it was on different shows, so I do remember that. Yeah, definitely, definitely Criminal Minds. Hold on, I'm getting up there right now. ER, The Shield. I remember him in The Shield. He was badass in The Shield. Everything about The Shield was a badass show, though. It was awesome. Uh, no. oh, I'm looking at Criminal Minds. Yeah, Criminal see. Minds. He had his own Criminal Mind, which only went one season, which I wasn't happy. I liked it. A man did an episode of American Dad. He was on The Shield, ER, Twilight Zone. Yep. <laughs> I do remember Rebound, Legend of Earl of no, There was not a... Uh... He oh, he was he was a weed smoking teen on the uh, Cosby Show. Tia Texada also was on NYPD Blue. Who is who was T- Oh, okay, a, okay, I remember her in the movie. Okay, Hill Street Blue. Wow, that's a throwback. I have that. Cagney and Lacey. Jesus, I don't have Cagney that. and Lacey. I don't have Cagney and Lacey, but I have Hill Street Blues. <laughs> Cagney and Lacey's a little before my time. The Fall Guy. I, I remember that. That was only one season two, wasn't it? Uh, I don't know, but I remember the Fall Guy. I do remember the Fall Guy. And yeah, like, uh, like Bobby said, he was a weed smoking teen on the Cosby Show. <laughs> he did that explains so much. He was. They're like, well, we gotta fucking say something about that. I, I know he'll be a pothead, man. <laughs> he was a weed smoking teen on. The he'll show. smoke a reefer, man. Uh, I, I'm actually surprised that got by old Billy Boy, but then again, <laughs> I guess he said, "Yeah, I got some, I got my own shit going on." <laughs> how about <laughs> we... how about he's hooked on quaaludes? <laughs> okay, anyway, everybody, just kidding. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Alright, yeah, Fall Guy was uh, 81 to 86. There you go, Weebs. Look at Weebs. Spit knowledge as usual. Um, anyway, I guess we should probably get back to the movie. Meanwhile, we've already put over every actor in it. Uh, even the low actors. That <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, this. The, 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 we basically said, I mean, this movie starts out in New York. Um, they give you a history of the telephone, for God's sake. <laughs> they do. They actually do. Uh, the phone is actually scheduled to be destroyed, like, the next day. Um, like, literally the next day, it's supposed to be destroyed, taken down. Uh, Colin Farrell in this movie plays a publicist named Stu Shepard. Um, married to a girl named Kelly, Kelly Shepard, uh, played by, oh, man. How do you say that one? Rod, Rada Mitchell? 
Radha? 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 As good as any. <laughs> Radha. I'm calling her Radha. If, 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 if she has a problem with it, she's welcome to uh, call me and let me know. Are, are you you calling her Radha because you want to ride her? <laughs> there you go. I would. Uh, Radha, Radha Mitchell, uh, Kelly's his wife in this movie, um, which uh, we don't really, you know, he talks to her in the beginning. And uh, but you know it shows him in the beginning he's kind of walking around doing his publicist thing. He's got this kid with him. Uh, oh shit! This volume. Sorry. He's got this kid with him who's uh, his intern. Who? What is that kid's name in this? Um, I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. He, he calls him uh, Adam. Adam is the kid's name in the movie. And uh, he's played by Keith Nobbs. <laughs> Not Brian Nobbs, you wrestling fans. Keith Nobbs. Could be. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't think there's any relation. I don't think so. But, um, yeah, it shows him kind of doing his publicist thing. He's kind of, you know, being this big. But, you know, he, he basically he's trying to put off this uh, the impression that he's this big wheeling, dealing publicist. Um some of his clients are obviously kind of low end. He's even got this white rapper guy who thinks who's not quite sure how to act in front of anyone. Um, you know, he's hooking up cops with tickets and everything, you know, hey, you know, how you doing? blah blah blah. But uh you know, I, I want to play that kid, the rapper. If I could Oh yeah, oh you mean that bootleg uh Amy Kennedy? <laughs> yeah. Pretty much that's what he is in this movie. There you go. Let me find it here. Gotta be before this. Hold on. We should give the history of the payphone real quick. Let me see here. There are an estimated 8 million people in the five boroughs of New York. 12 million in the greater metropolitan area. There are almost 10 million telephone exchange lines. 50 phone services. 3 million New Yorkers are cell phone users. It used to be a mark of insanity to see people talk to themselves. Now it's a mark of status. And speed dial is quickly replacing the drop of a coin. Despite increased usage of cellular devices, an estimated 4.5 million residents and 2 million visitors still utilize payphones on a regular basis. This is the telephone booth at 53rd and 8th, perhaps the last vestige of privacy on Manhattan's west side. It is the last booth of its type, still in regular operation. Up to 300 calls daily originate here. This location has been burglarized 41 times in the last six months. Verizon has scheduled this structure to be torn down and replaced with a kiosk as of 8 a.m. tomorrow. Hardly... There you go. That's that's enough. 8 a.m. tomorrow. It's also right across from a bunch of, um, what would you call those places? Houses of ill repute, Anthony. Damn those places. <laughs> let me see. You can call it a, let me see, a hill house. You can call it a... Uh, they're, they're peep shows and, and yeah. Yeah. Hookers. Yeah, I mean, but, but yeah, it's, it's basically, you know, you go for a good time. Yeah. Go for a little suki suki. <laughs> yeah. You know, a little uh little little happy ending. How about that? 
Yeah. Little happy ending. That's that. That's what we're talking about. Little uh, little dim sum. <laughs> yeah, little dim sum. Wink, wink. <laughs> nudge, nudge. Nod, nod. Pull, pull. Tug, tug. So yeah, that's it. So here we go. Hold on. And uh, like I said, he's got some low lower end clients. He's not really dealing with anybody big, but yeah. uh, you know, probably making a living in New York here. But um, here's the. Uh, Here's the one to give you an idea of how some of his clients are. Here we go. All right. He wants new guys. Oh, I want you guys, and I can make him. Give me one sec once he takes the other phone. All right. Here we go. He's offering a cover. Okay. Thank right. you. Adam. Adam. I know three people looking for dog walkers. That could be you. Sit, stay. Don't worry, Fluffy. I'll clean up your shit and wipe your ass. You got Stu? Yo, Q, I was just telling my assistant to get my favorite client on the phone, and here you are. Nice. But, uh, but listen, seriously, Q, we got to look at a new night for your release party. Yeah, there's two premieres, a fundraiser, all the happening places are booked. If we move the date by two nights... Who do away, I you do, motherfucker, from Big Q to Big Stu? Right, Big Q, be reasonable. Motherfucker, I'm a gangster. I don't got to be reasonable. I don't got to be reasonable. You're Get cutting out. I'm going to kill Hello? you, crack rats, Q. if you keep talking about me like that. Right? Right? He's got two giant dudes beside him, and he's like, well, right? Right? Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for I. That's what I was waiting for. Yeah, that gives you an idea of how uh, low-class some of his clients are, like I said. But, you know, like I said, you know, publicist in New York City, probably making a decent little living off of what he's doing. And, um, you know, this all... Basically, you know, not only is he doing that, but he's calling newspapers, trying to get this one in the newspaper, in the magazine, and all this, doing the publicist thing. Um, finally, he sends his uh, intern away, and he goes to this phone booth, and he's been going to this phone booth obviously for a long time. Takes off his wedding ring and makes a phone call to Katie Holmes. Mm hmm. Mm, does she look good in this movie? I wish they showed you more. You need of a moment box. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. I just wish they showed more Katie Holmes. Uh, she plays a girl named Pamela McFadden, and Stu hasn't done anything with her yet. But he is obviously trying. Uh, like, I mean, let's face it: any male with a penis would do. Um, he's trying. Obviously, to uh, sleep with her, calls her, and, um, you know, this is where the movie turns. Uh, he actually gets a phone call back. Yes. Well, you know what? Let's not skip the pizza guy. <laughs> Let's not skip the pizza guy. Goes into this phone booth, and while he's talking, he gets a pizza guy that comes up to him. And uh, let's uh, let's not just call him Pizza Guy. Let's give this guy some credit. Where's Pizza Guy's name in this movie? I'm not sure what he would be built. Pizza Guy, Del Yunt, Y-O-U-N-T, Yunt. Uh, not sure what else he's been in, but, uh, you know, give him a little credit anyway. Give his name out. Comes up, tries to give him a pizza. Stu's pretty rude to him. Basically tells him to fuck off, and he's fat. And, um... You know, the guy kind of looks hurt, gives him five bucks, and uh, goes away. But he was trying to give him the pizza. It actually said, you know, occupant of phone booth, 
you know, on you know the street they said 53rd and whatever. Pizza guy finally gets rejected. He walks away. And Stu makes his call to the lovely Katie Holmes. Then the movie gets good. Why does it get good? Because he gets a phone call. Like, give me a second here. I actually want to play the right beginning of that call. Realize how you... Here, hold on one sec. As soon as he hangs up with uh, Katie slash Pam is when that calls, maybe. Yeah, that... Um, I never knew Kiefer Sutherland was such a creepy-sounding guy. Uh, He's creepy in this movie. I don't know, like, in, in this movie, yes, but I don't know, just... You look at it, he just has, like, a creepy face. <laughs> I don't know. I can't explain it. With the mustache he had, he gives off that, like, he could be a good pedophile. Well, I'm surprised somebody has not cast Keith Sutherland as a pedophile yet. Well, I mean, he's been a, a crazy doctor, a, a kind of a psycho, and, you know, he was a cowboy in uh, Young Guns, and, you know, but, yeah, they really have it, but he's pretty badass in that show 24. I haven't seen many of them, but I've seen a few of them. And uh, don't judge me, but I actually enjoyed him and Woody Harrelson in a cowboy way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Truthfully. I enjoyed I don't know why, but I enjoyed that movie. No lie, I watched it two weeks ago. It was on cable. I watched it. Ain't gonna lie, I did. Um, so yeah, yeah, but he's got a creepy fucking voice. And here we go. This is where we actually get to s actually start to hear him. <clears throat> yeah. Isn't it funny? You hear a phone ring, and it could be anybody. But a ringing phone has to be answered, doesn't it? What? I hope you realize how you've hurt my feelings. Who the fuck is this? Don't even think about leaving that phone booth. Wrong number, pal. It was a perfectly delicious pizza, and you're certainly going to wish you had accepted it. Oh, naturally, this is part of the same gag, the pizza bit. That was some funny shit. Okay. So, obviously the phone rings. And if you can't tell by the conversation, he's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting little tidbit, Box, that um, when I first saw this movie, mm -hmm. before I actually looked at, you know, before I actually knew who was in it, you know who I thought that voice belonged to? Who? I was. I had a sense that it was Donald Sutherland. He has that because they. I don't know. Did you? Are you hearing like a little bit of Donald Sutherland well, in the voice too? I mean, that is his father. Well, yeah, but that's why. Honestly, when I first saw the movie, that's what I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that 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 would make a little bit of sense. That that is his father. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know. I'm I, Kiefer Sutherland has that voice. It's pretty uh, pretty distinct. You can you you pretty much know it. So at least I do, but um, yeah, yeah, I, I I knew it was him immediately, but um, basically he calls up uh, Colin Farrell in this movie, <laughs> and basically lets him know you are stuck here uh, for your sins, basically, and now he's got a fucking rifle pointed at his head. Yeah, yeah. He's fucking it. It again, a fucked up situation. Think about how that would be. All you did is all you did was pick up a phone. That's it. Yeah. That's all you did was pick up a fucking phone. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I mean, you think this movie like was ahead of its time? You think it was trying to tell us that phones can get you in trouble? You think that was like the hit? Like this movie? You think it was like a hidden meaning behind this movie? I don't know. That phones get you in trouble. You're always being watched. Eh, 
it, it kind of had that that kind of effect on it. But um, I don't know. I'm not sure what kind of hidden hidden meanings were in this movie, but definitely um, probably was kind of letting us know that phones are about to take over this fucking world, and maybe we should put them down every now and then. But I mean, like you said earlier, this is like the flip phone time. You know what I mean? People still had flip phones and shit. Oh, but it's it's weird because like this movie came out in two thousand two. That was Jesus. I can't believe we're we're talking about two thousand two like it was all and it's almost twenty years now. I know. But you see people like all on the phones and what do we see now? People all on the phone, not paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Driving and texting and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, I mean I, I mean our car accidents right now are caused by people fucking texting and shit. It's ridiculous. So yeah. Yeah, I mean obviously this movie was I'm sure that was a little bit of a a, a part of the movie was kind of, uh, you know, that kind of uh, thing. Maybe we'll find out later in the trivia if there was any kind of uh, meaning to the movie. We'll find out maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, he's pretty much stuck in a phone booth with a voice of the voice of Keith or Sutherland. <laughs> uh, and, you know, eventually. He uh, he does get the phone out of his pocket and gets the police out there, which is how Forrest Whitaker comes on the scene. Uh, um, let me see. Let me get a little more up in this movie so we can get a little further up. Now, before he gets the police, um, he is confronted by one of the girls working across the street. Yes. Uh, let's see. who. In light of recent events, we're going to refer to them as girls. You know, we don't want to cause any static or any heat. No, I don't want any fucking feminist marches outside of my house. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. No, no feminist marches here. Yes, one of the, the, the lovely... Ladies of the night. One of the working girls. Good word. Working girls. Uh, is trying to get in the phone booth, and obviously he can't hang up. So she starts getting all pissed off and, um, you know, goes back across the street to her pimp. <laughs> uh, no, no, her, her her boss, her employer. Her, her, her employer, correct, correct, correct. Yes, 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 her her boss. And kind of starts complaining, you know, basically, you know, the blah, blah, blah. And uh, they bring, she brings over a couple more girls to try to talk him out of the booth. That doesn't work. Obviously, he was told if he leaves the fucking booth, he's going to get shot. Um, so, you know, that doesn't work. And, uh, you know, Colin Farrell's basically telling him, you know, telling Kiefer Sutherland, listen, you're in New York City. If you fire a gun, someone's going to fucking hear it, you know? So, basically, Kiefer's just like, yeah, whatever. So he does end up blowing up a little, uh, a little robot toy that's uh, s sitting by uh, Stu in this movie. No one hears it. It's New York, dude. Too loud, too much going on, and no one hears a fucking thing. Oh, we should point out that the uh, first lady of the, uh, the first working girl that uh, approaches him is uh, played by uh, Paula J. Parker. Aha. What's that, which, if I am not mistaken, there's an NYPD blue reference uh, tie-in here. I believe she also is, yes. I believe so. Again, man, it's a New York movie. So, yeah, it's gonna fucking happen. 
Yes. DJ. It's very underrated, too. She's been in a lot of things, too, that I enjoy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Friday, Don't Be a Menace, Get on the Bus, Sprung, Why Do Fools Fall in Love, 30 Years of Life. Medea? Uh, uh, she Hate Me. Don't bring up a fucking... Which is a Spike Lee movie. Don't bring up Medea movies. Ever. Yeah. Ugh. Don't bring up what? Medea. Oh, no. These are not Medea movies. Oh, I thought you said a Medea movie. Like, no, no. No, no, no I said uh, She Hate Me. That's a Spike okay, Lee movie. Okay, yeah. Medea movie. They're, they're not movies. <laughs> those, those are not... I don't know how anyone considers those movies. But that's on a different note. Um... You know, real quick, since Weebs has it in the chat right now, I'll bring up the cat. The uh, part of Stu Shepard, played by Colin Farrell, was originally uh, the, the Jim Carrey was originally cast for this part, but dropped out. Uh, Joe Mo- Joe Schumacher, the uh, director of the movie, said we were going to shoot it that summer, and he was fitted for the suit. But I got a call from Jim one night. He told me he had cold feet. He really didn't feel comfortable with it. And uh, actors never give up their role, and if they do, it's because it's not right for them. How do you think Jim Carrey would have been in this part? Honestly, I think he would have pulled it on well. I mean, obviously, most people are familiar with Jim Carrey from, like, the comedy stuff. You know, the the Maz, Dumb and Dumber, Ace Ventura. But uh, he's proven that he can do the dramatic roles. You know, the Truman Show. What was that other movie? Um, Was it Majestic? I think so, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty good. So yeah, I think he could. It would have been. It would have been different. You you think he could play a, like a a convincing psycho? I'm, I'm talking. I'm not talking about like cable guy, well, funny, ha ha psycho. Well, but I'm talking about like a badass. Well, he's not the psycho in the movie. Let's let's remember. I mean, Colin Farrell is basically just a, a, a just a, a an innocent, scared person. Um. To be, oh yeah, you're right. To yeah, be honest, I got my characters. That yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm used to Jim Carrey playing like crazy roles. No, but to uh, uh, that, that, I don't know. I don't know if he could have pulled this off. Then I'm I'm not sure either because you know the the the, uh, the 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 kind of monologues that um, the confessions that Stu ends up letting out in the uh, you know in, in the uh, couple of parts in the movie. Yeah, I'm not sure Jim Carrey could have pulled those off like that. It would have been almost comical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why I got it. Yeah, because it's like, you know, when I think of Jim Carrey, I just think of, like, uh, Manic. I think of, you know, Ha Ha. I think of Funny. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's a good actor when he wants to be, but this is, like, a different type of role. Like, for I'm sorry. I can't picture him as a ladies' man. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just can't picture Jim Carrey as the guy that gets chicks. (laughs) Yeah, there's there's definitely. I mean, even though in real life he's done well for himself. So what the fuck do I know? Yeah, there's definitely that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really don't know if he could have pulled this one off. I, I think he might have maybe felt something, obviously. But uh, you know, if, if he realized it wasn't a good part for him, good for him. He knows what parts to take. And um, this one, I, I, you know, a lot of times we say, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." He could have pulled it off. I don't think he could have. I really think this. Like I say, I'll, I'll play one of those at the end, and then you know we'll we'll kind of be like, yeah, I don't think Jim Carrey could have pulled those off. Don't. Oh, we brings so. up another movie. He was the number twenty three. I remember that being kind of out there. I've never <laughs> even seen that movie. And you know, this film was set in New York City, but was actually filmed in uh, downtown Los Angeles. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Weeb's Weeb's putting facts out there for me. So yeah, there we go. Um, at the part now where actually. Uh, 
he's the the he the the uh, the the employer or the boss is coming up to him and trying to get him out of the phone booth. Play a little bit of that real quick. Come on, you now got what? You got any idea how much a pain ass you make in my life? Hey, look at me. Look, I hear you. Look me in the eye. Hang up the phone and walk away. Don't do it. I, I got my own problems. I'm your fucking problem. You know why I'm your fucking problem? My girls keep running across the street yapping at me. Leon, he won't share the phone. Leon, he's tying up the phone. Leon, he's telling us to fuck off. Leon, we're gonna make you nuts unless you get over there and make him get off the fucking phone. All right, I'm trying to run a fucking business here, pal. Look, I absolutely sympathize, but I can't get off the call. No, you don't understand me, all right? I got the G-string union over here. They're breaking my fucking balls. I got. A- He's got the G-string union breaking his balls over here. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing but a G-string pace. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. Anyway, this guy keeps going and going and going and going. Uh, Stu actually even tries to uh, pay the guy off. And it doesn't matter. He doesn't even. He doesn't even. He takes the money, but it doesn't matter. Uh, he still ends up coming back with a baseball bat and beating the, getting crashing the booth in, attempting to pull Stu out of the booth, and basically Kiefer Sutherland is on the line the whole time saying, "I can help you. Just say the words. Just say the words. I'll make it stop. I'll make it stop. Just say the word." Finally, he says yes, and this is where the uh, this is where the cops are actually brought in after a few minutes here because Stu does shoot Leon. He does die in the middle of the fucking street, and they do finally get the cops there. And um, I can't wait till that part comes up because we can play a little bit of Forrest Whitaker. Who doesn't like playing Forrest Whitaker parts? And we should also point out, Box, that even though you mentioned the name Leon, Leon was not in fact black, and he got shot. No, and died. No, yes, yes, yes. He and yet and, and the first to die in this movie. Yes, we should mention that. Yeah, uh, Leon, by the way, is uh, John Enos the third. I've actually yeah. seen him in a few things. And uh, and uh, Keith Sutherland actually brought up a good point. He basically said. You know, you know, you're a dick. You know, you tried to offer him money, but it's not. It wasn't about the money. He wanted your respect. He wanted you to acknowledge him as a man. I thought. What I, think yeah. of that? He this. He was an NYPD Blue. I thought I had seen him before. What the uh, John Enos guy? Yep. NYPD Blue. Wow. You, you, you're even pulling out NYPD Blue facts on n- lower level guys. Yep. Nice. Yep, that was it. shit. He was in. A, he was a, one of the prisoners in Demolition Man too. Wow. Yeah. Talk. Yeah, we got to get to that movie too at some point. I watched that a couple weeks ago too. I'll watch that anytime. Sandra Bullock in that movie is one of the sexiest women in the world. I don't know what ha, what it is with her in that movie, but she's so fucking hot in that movie. She was just generally hot in general and. All throughout the nineties and up even up until present day, it's just something about that wholesome girl next door look she always had. That just I don't know what it is. It's something about Sandra Bullock. I still look at her and just go, "How the fuck did that fucking motorcycle building douchebag Jesse James get her, and then cheat on her?" <laughs> you think, in other words, you think that was his uh, that was uh, his peak. You think that was, he was never going to do any better than Sandra Bullock. <laughs> How much have you heard about him since he was caught fucking banging the Nazi chick? Yeah. What is it with Nazi chicks? Oh. Is, is there something we missing? Um, 
I don't know. They must maybe they maybe their pussy is cutting the swastikas. I don't fucking know, dude. <laughs> it just sucks it in. I have no clue. But uh I, I don't know, man. There's a lot of them out there. You know, we had the fucking, you know, her and then we had the fucking wrestling chick. Yeah, I mean what I mean, damn, I, I wanna know, like <laughs> Is, is it something about him that just sucks you in? I guess. Although, to be fair, the one that Rollins, I mean, like, we can sit here and uh, her religious beliefs aside, she was fucking hot. I, <laughs> I mean, so I, I can, I, 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 I can't, I can only judge the man. I can only get mad at the man, but so much. <laughs> I mean, he is a man after all. I, I, mean, I, I would have let her sig high on my dick. I'll tell you that right now, dude. <laughs> look, you, look, I look at it like this, man. Look, you don't have to agree with her religious beliefs to fuck her. No. We don't got to talk politics. No, I would, I, I, I would have told her I was Italian. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh God! What's your last name? Uh, Richard Sone. <laughs> No, I would I would have did the hell Hitler uh, little walk into the bedroom that gimmick with the mustache. Well, I got brown hair, brown eyes. I wouldn't be able to pull that one off. <laughs> I ain't the goose step. Yeah, the, the, please that that'll even get you thrown out of Germany nowadays. <laughs> ask ask JBL. <laughs> uh, uh, B Max, let me see. Sandra Bullock hangs out with porn stars. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> There's that, that's a good egg. A good egg right there. Yeah. I look at it like, I mean, I don't, I, I, I no. If anything, she just went higher up in my book. Mm. My opinion of her just shot up. <laughs> Absolutely, man. There's nothing wrong. Cause you, hey, you got to figure, look, if she, if she has porn star friends, obviously she's gotten tips from them. That's the kind of chick you try to get a threesome with. Right there. Yes. I'm sorry. That means she's open-minded? Yes. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, here comes Forrest Whitaker in the movie looking serious. One eye is uh, both eyes actually look focused. Um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not sure if uh, how good of an actor that that oh, makes God. him, but um, his, his his eyes are still straight, straighter than Shawn Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't really have the the googly eye. His left eye, obviously, he had. I, I, he might have had. I don't know, but obviously, his left eye is just lower than his right eye. It's just. Yeah. Droops a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, and you know, all jokes aside, it's a and whatever it was, it was an issue that developed over time because we reviewed uh, Fast Times, and if you look at him when he was younger, his eyes were fine. So it's just, it's obviously, it was something that developed as he got older. Yeah, it could have been anything. I mean, dude, when I get the cluster headaches, my eye looks, I look like Forrest Whitaker the whole time because that trigeminal nerve is swollen the whole time, and my eye droops the whole time I'm, I have them. So, you know, for those however long they last, I fucking, there it is. I fucking look like Forrest Whitaker. Obviously a skinny white version, but, you know, close enough. Anyway, where was I going with that? I'm not even sure. Uh, uh, did you have a Forrest Whitaker clip ready for us? No, no, not yet. Um, yeah, there you go. We've said the Perry Saturn eye. Nah, it was not that bad, but... Uh, I can't even look at Perry Saturn's eyes with that goddamn fucking tattoo he put on his face. I can't look at Perry Saturn in general right now. Yeah. It's just <laughs> now you know. Let's also mention this was one of the early movies to do the the picture in picture type 
oh, filming. Yeah. Right. You know where they're. Um, you know he he's on the phone, but in the bottom left corner, you see yeah. the you know the the, the 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 cops doing what they're supposed to be doing while he's on the phone. I'm I'm not going to say this was the first, but I don't I don't remember many before this. Do you? Uh, no, I'm, this is one of the first ones they were experiment with that technology. Mm. So uh, yeah, because I honestly the picture in picture thing, if I'm not mistaken, that started in like the late late nineties, early two thousand. So this is about right. Yeah, again, I, I, I don't want to say it was, you know, the first movie to do this, but um, definitely one of the early movies to do that. Uh, I guess you would call it picture-in-picture, picture or uh, I, I don't know. But uh, always, and, and not throughout the whole movie, but through some important scenes in the movie, it, it, it was doing that, um, going back and forth, but really made the movie better. You know what I mean? Um, at least I think it did. Uh, now, let me ask you, do you think this movie benefited from having, like, the stationary location to work off of instead of being, like, all over the place? Or do you prefer movies that kind of, like, the action kind of moves from, like, area to area and is not so stationary? Um, I think it depends on the movie. I mean, you can get a simple movie like this, and, you know, we've said it before, and it might even be a little bit of a ridiculous statement to make, but... The dialogue in this movie is good. What they're saying is good. You know, it 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 forwards the movie. It makes sense. So, if I don't mind a simple a simple good movie, let's face it. If this movie was in thirty different locations, it might have been a shitty movie. Yeah. So, I mean, the di the di you know the dialogue definitely carried this. I mean, it had it had its moments of action, but this movie was all about. The dialogue. Yeah, and, 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 you know, the action in this movie, though, wasn't your, you know, we've said it before, it wasn't your Michael Bay, things exploding everywhere. The action in the movie was more suspense-type action. Yeah, it was more uh, cerebral. Right. Best way to describe it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, uh, yeah, intense moments, um, you know. That damn music, everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, things like that, but... You know, n no explosions. Um, uh, uh, Colin Farrell's character does get shot in the ear. Um, again, that was just uh, uh, the the gunman proving that uh, he's got him in his sights and can basically take him out anytime he wants and he can play with him anytime he wants. Uh, right now, here's Forrest Whitaker. Let's play a little bit of Forrest Whitaker. That way I can uh, get me another beer real quick. Here we go. Let's put some sound to it. I already got a friend, okay? Is that who you're talking to on the phone? Look, I just want to hear your side of it, that's all. <laughs> I ain't got no side of it. And I didn't shoot anybody. You see a fucking gun? Anywhere, look. It's in your back huh? pocket! I see it! Keep it! Sir, sir, do you have a weapon in your pocket? I love it. They always got to get involved. I see it! It's in his pocket! <laughs> Anyway. Yeah. Oh, I, I, That's good shit. Anyway, let's keep going for a minute. <laughs> I got a cell phone. And I got cigarettes. I got no fucking weapon. Okay. Then what are you doing in a phone booth making calls? Look, you want to see it? Here. Hey! Hey! Don't reach for that! Hold your fire! Jesus. I don't need to see it. I already know what's there. I got plenty of witnesses over here who saw you use it. Look, they didn't see it because it didn't happen. Shut them up! I want to go back where he starts <laughs> asking him some of the bad questions that uh, Kiefer makes him ask him. I don't know. Hey, 
You were the closest one to him. You must have saw it happen. Come on, help me out here. No. This guy is getting on hey. my nerves. Look, stay the fuck out of this. What do you keep talking to on the phone? Nobody. Your, uh, your friend, your parent, your lover, who? Careful, Stuart. Careful. My psychiatrist. <laughs> Excellent. Now, obviously him saying his psychiatrist was smart uh, because there's a patient-client privilege there. So, yes, very smart. And they do bring that up, you know, in in a few minutes here. He basically, you know, when when they try to ask if they can tap that phone, even Forrest Whitaker says, "No, nah, fuck that. We can't listen in." You know, there's there's you know, I I don't want to fuck this case up for some stupid technicality. So him saying that was actually a very smart move on his part. <clears throat> but um, you know, it I, I'm not sure. How smart I, I I would have preferred they listen in, but you know, obviously a smart move on his end because uh, you know maybe he thinks maybe he's getting out of this, and he was even told they'll he'll be let go. But uh, here's play a little more. I should have thought of that. I see. What's this doctor's name? Who would be really helpful to us if we knew that? He says not to not to tell you, but it's privileged information. Very good, Stuart. See now you're having fun. Yeah, whatever you fucking say. I respect your right to privacy. I've been through therapy myself, you know, the department, they provided it for me. I know it's not good form for a cop to be saying that, but you know, sometimes, hey, the circumstances, stress, I had issues. I lost my marriage over Tell him not to come any closer. Look, don't come any closer, right? Stop right there. Go back a few steps. Go back to where you were. Okay, okay, hey. That's no right. Problem. So you, you got some intimacy issues. I got those too. All I want to know is, what happened, man? Tell him to read you your rights. I want you to read me my rights. All right, let's. I'm gonna break it up just a little bit here. Then he's, he's gonna. Oh, Keeper Sutherland does start having some fun though here. Provided for you. All right. Did read him his rights. Yeah. Can you at least give me your, your first name? Just your first name. Don't tell him. It's my right not to have any first name. <laughs> no gun. That is a, such a scary laugh. Fucking Keeper Sutherland creeps me out, man. Get my lawyer too. All right, I, I want an attorney brought down here to negotiate my surrender. Just brilliant. I understand that, but uh, it's going to be very difficult to get a lawyer to come down here and risk his life. But once you hand over the gun... How can I hand over the fucking weapon <laughs> when you won't let me put my hand in my pocket? Oh, no, we'll take it out for you. All you have to do is just step out of the booth with your hands raised. Nothing will happen to you. It's not going to work. Stu, Stu, what? please, what? ask him a question for me. Ask him if his wife got tired of sleeping with him. I, uh... You know, I hate to say it, but if I was in Stu's position right now and the gunman was asking me to uh, antagonize the cop, I would pretty much guess this guy's going to fucking, this sick motherfucker doesn't care. He's going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, yeah. I'd be, at that point, I'm like, either way, I'm yeah, fucked. <laughs> I'm pretty much fucking dead here. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the, 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 and like I said, man, Kiefer Sutherland really does... He can really, I mean, he, you know, you know, like we said before, he doesn't always play the uh, the creepy psycho killer part, but goddamn man, he's fucking great as just a voice in this movie. Just think about that. You can't see what he's, you know, what emotion. He can't see his face, and yet he's creepy as fuck just on the phone. Yes. Ugh. All right. I can't do that. I'm sure you can, Stu. Ask him if he couldn't get it up, if he couldn't satisfy Sir, her. Are you going to step out of the booth? I can't, no. Is that a no? You're not stepping out of the booth? Ask him. 
Is that a no? Ask him. Both your lives depend on it. Sir? Captain, you, uh, you couldn't satisfy your wife sexually? <laughs> Excuse me? Ask him if he abuses himself now that she's gone. Does he masturbate on those lonely For nights? For God's sake! Say it. Say it or I will blow him away. Mm. So do you whack off now? Hey! <laughs> Now there was one point in this movie where uh, he he you know cocks the gun you know but basically it sounds like a bolt action rifle. There's one movie where uh, one part in the movie where he actually cocks back and you know uh, loads up the gun and he goes you know in a, you always wonder why didn't the guy cock the gun and then he goes because that sound is scary and you know what he's fucking right. Yes. Have you ever seen that in movies? They always do that. They always cock the gun, and you're like, well, what the fuck? What are you going to do if the guy actually attacked you? You know. So Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. But, yeah, that is a scary sound. Meanwhile, mine is always ready to shoot. I would not ever have to do that. As uh, <laughs> <laughs> soon as your gun comes out, you, you shoot and kill. Take the fucking safety off and pull the trigger, my friend. If you can't do it in one motion, learn. Practice and learn. Bro, you see what the fuck's going on out there nowadays, dude? Oh, no, we'll get into it. You know, there's been a lot of uh, craziness going on this week. A lot of nutty behavior. What the fuck is going on out there? It it looks like a fuck. It looks like a fucking someone's caught in a phone booth out there right now. Yes, <laughs> and uh, believe it or not, this movie's uh is actually made me think to a couple of other movies that I saw that were in isolated areas. Remember a movie called uh, Panic Room or mm. Flight Plan? Jodie Foster well, and Forrest Whitaker. Oh yeah, you're right. He yeah. was in Panic Room. Also, he was uh, kind of the good guy of the uh, of the thieves in the movie. Yeah. He actually yeah. he saved their lives. Actually, yes. Yep. That's, that's another underrated you know flick that people uh, need to see. Yep. Jodie Foster in a fucking halter top through the whole movie. Nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. Mm. I actually liked her in Maverick too. <laughs> Maverick, yeah, I, I did. That was a fucking decent movie, man. Cl fucking, there was a lot of people in that movie. Clint Black was in that movie. Mel Gibson, Mel James Bond. Yep, yep. Um, Uncle Jesse from Dukes of Hazard was had a quick cameo in that movie. Like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The country, Clint Black. Yeah, that's who. Yeah, it was Clint Black, the country singer. He he got thrown off the boat for cheating. <laughs> As did uh, uh yeah, it was a fucking good movie, man. I it was a it was a funny little nineties movie. Yes, yeah, yeah not bad at all. I, I, I just it's a, a lot of quality flicks that came out in the nineties. Yeah, but that wasn't really a isolated. Uh, Maverick definitely wasn't an isolated. <laughs> oh no no, that, no no that was Panic a big one. Was, but... I mean, basically took place in one fucking house. You know, yes. I, I'm sure there's a lot more movies that were completely missing that were, you know, in, you know, one or two spots like that. I mean, there's been the, oh, another one. Um, This is a. Uh, uh, I, I, I don't know. Maybe you can be a judge. Passenger 57. Would you consider that an isolated movie? Uh, For the most part, like once they got on the plane. I and... mean, pretty much. I mean, if you said that, then you'd have to consider Die Hard 2 and Die Hard isolated movies, too. 
because technically they're you know t- in well, one that, building. The first Die Hard, technically, I, I would put that in there. Well, yeah, isolated. And the second they were basically one, in there. the second one, they're in the airport the whole time. He yeah, yeah, the first two, yeah. Yep, he never gets on that plane. Yep, he's always in the airport. So yeah, 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 definitely a few more than uh than I thought there was out there. Yeah, but uh, this one just kind of uh did a little different thing. So, but I don't know this like this movie was just so simple. It's just yes. you know it, like we said not a meaty meat real meaty type of movie but it's a good quick movie. And really, it does go fast. Like, yes. you know, the movie starts, and before you know it, you're like, oh, shit, this movie's only fucking got, like, 20 minutes left. Yeah, I mean, and, and I and I like how they kind of, like, they pretty much set up the tone. Like, within the first 10 minutes of the movie, you kind of know what they're going for. Mm-hmm. It hits you. I mean, some movies require, like, you to, you know, require, like, you know, a setup for, like, an hour. Sometimes you just want to watch a movie that kind of hits you, bam. And yet, you're like, you know, 15, 20 minutes in, you're already into, like, what, you're into the heart of what the movie's supposed to be about. Hmm. And, you know, when the, sometimes, like, some movies, I think, like, overstay their welcome. Like, good movies overstay their welcome about 15, 20 minutes. Not this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm tired. <laughs> oh, it's been a long day, dude. Long week, actually. And I've been gone to bed late every fucking night. Um... Actually, uh, Weebs is putting some, of course, more facts in here. A movie called Liberty Stands, 2002 also, with Wesley Snipes. Never seen that. And Linda Fiorentino. I've never seen that movie. Uh, Shares a similar plot and theme to this movie, Knockout, a 2010 unauthorized Bollywood remake of this movie. I don't know. I might want to check that out. Um, And a movie called Lock, with an E, 2013, so... Oh, oh I, I just thought of another movie that's pretty isolated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Clue. <laughs> Remember Clue? I've never seen it. Oh, bro, you got to see that movie. You have to see that movie. I've never seen it. But, an, an, you know, another uh, kind of basically pretty isolated movie is, uh, what is that movie? Uh, Escape Plan with uh, Stallone and Schwarzenegger where they're in that uh, prison the whole time. Did I see that? I don't know. I bet I definitely heard of it. I'm trying to. I don't think I saw that it's, one. It's 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 good. Seeing those two in a movie together is definitely fucking good. I can I can only the dialogue alone. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's definitely a fucking. I mean, it's not like holy shit. You have to see it, but it's it's definitely a good movie. It's got um, what's that guy's name? Jim Jim Cavazell. Uh, the guy from Person of Interest. Ah, uh. the star. of... I know you're talking about. Yeah, Jim Cavazell, I believe his name is. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the uh, the warden. He plays uh, Warden Hobbs in that movie, and yeah, he's a mean motherfucker in that movie, man. Uh, speaking of uh, Stallone, did you ever see a uh, Copland? Yes. Yeah, I did actually watch that. Yeah, and I know you. I know you like cop flicks. I figured you would enjoy that. I, one. I just watched it like a month ago, for the first time ever. Now you talk. You talk about it, that was a nice lineup. You had Stallone, De Niro, Leota, Rappa- Harvey Cartel in one fucking yep, movie. Rappaport. Dude. I don't ever put him. I, I'd put him on their level, man. I actually like. 
I don't know. He don't get enough credit for my taste, but uh, he's actually very underrated in my well, opinion. Believe it or not, he does a lot more behind the scenes than he does on the camera um, uh, uh, lately. But um, he's, I I would put him right up there, man. He's does. I mean, he's done some pretty fucking good movies. I mean, you go back to uh, Higher Learning, uh, Metro with Eddie Murphy. Yep, he was in, uh, let me see, True Romance, mm-hmm. he was in Poetic Justice, mm-hmm. Point and Overturn, Zebrahead, which I don't know if you saw that, that's very, that was his first movie, but that's very underrated. Yeah, 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 Jim, yeah. Jim Cavazil, and, uh, yeah, that, that yeah. Escape Plan also has Vincent, Vincent D'Onofrio, who I've, I'm a fan, and 50 Cent, I'm sorry, 50 Cent. Fitty. Right. <laughs> I don't want to, uh. You know, I don't, I don't want to have any other rallies outside my house. Okay. Uh, Feminist we'll, or whatever. We'll get into a little bit of that on a wrap up, man. But uh, yeah, I just. Yeah, yeah. Truthfully, there's, there's not much more to this movie. Um, let's go ahead and explain now why Kiefer Sutherland has put him in this phone booth and is doing what he's doing because he didn't just pick this guy for uh, at random. There is a reason. Uh, he's been listening in on the phone to Stu calling the other woman on the phone. So now he also tells Stu that, you know, he's done this before recently. Uh, he talks about a porn kingpin that he took down that was, um, you know, having underage children on the video. He talked about another guy who was, um, you know, stealing people's money that he also shot, you know. So, you know, these are, you know, this guy is a killer, is what he's basically telling him. Um, So he has him in this booth for, you know, if you really think about it, this guy is almost like, you know, the seven deadly sins type killer. Yes. Uh, Obviously, you know, this you know, adultery, you know, one, which is, I'm not sure which exact one that is, but, you know, it's, it's kind of what he's doing is, you know, the seven deadly sins. And obviously with Stu, you know, doing this and calling the other woman, even though he hasn't acted on the other woman to this psycho son of a bitch, he is still doing wrong, which is why he's in the booth. He wants him to admit the wrong. Yes, he wants him to atone a, for atone his sins. Atone for your sins, exactly. He actually says that at one point in the movie. Um, let's see where I'm at right now. Let's see, let's see where, where I'm at right now. Let's see. Still at the juncture box trying to tap in. Only I have installed an encryption device at both ends of the line. There's no chance of a trap tray, so now they've got to try some fancy low jack instrument. It's really sad. I hope you weren't pinning your hopes on those morons. Truth is, I'm on a wireless ADS with a cloned number. It'll take them at least a half an hour to find out that I've call forwarded through Philadelphia. And let me tell you, this will all be over before they can get a dial tone. Now, the funny thing is, there's exactly 30 minutes left in the movie almost when he says that. Uh, <laughs> there is. I'm looking at the timestamp right now. Uh, yeah, 30, 30 minutes and 10 seconds left when he says that line. So he's right. It will be wrapped up before, uh, be- before 30 minutes. Yeah, he is correct. Um, but you know, <laughs> go ahead. No, I said I had just made the little uh, wisecrack about um him wanting a, a, a he want he wanted a Colin Farrell's character to atone for his mm-hmm. sins. Stew, Stewie, does it surprise you that we have not yet seen a movie 
that I know of. I could be wrong. Somebody could correct me in the chat, or you could. But uh, has it surprised you that we have not yet seen a movie with a Jesus freak just going crazy, just making wanting people to atone for their sins? Well, seven. Do you, you think we live in a world with like too politically correct for a movie like that to be well, made? Well, seven was kind of like that. The one with Brad Pitt and uh, uh, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Mm-hmm. I would put that sort of one of those movies. He was killing people for those for the seven deadly sins. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean that that sort of. I mean that that's not right exactly what you're talking about, but it, it could be you know. I mean, it, it can be. I can give you that. that, that it could be interpreted it, that it way. Could be argued on that path. Yeah, yeah you know what I mean. That, that that's basically what I would say. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing we'll probably never see a movie. I mean, gee, I mean, look, you know, look at uh, how much he, uh, the Mel Gibson took for uh, Passion of the Christ. He still, he, his career still ain't recovered from that one. Well, his career was still recovering from his Jewish tirade when he put that movie out. Yeah, so true. people were already a little and on the fence. And basically, <laughs> I mean, I, I've never seen that movie, but I've heard that. You know, he doesn't put Jews in a good light in that movie at all, so, <laughs> you know. <clears throat> yeah, which is kind of ironic. I'm actually surprised, I mean, because, I mean, I don't think this is a racial statement here, but Jews run Hollywood, so I'm actually surprised that made it past the uh, planning stages. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know it's Mel Gibson, and he's, like, you know, pretty, he's a pretty big deal in Hollywood, but I'm actually surprised, to this day, I'm actually surprised that movie actually well, made it past the uh, green light stage. It was all his own money. It was all him. Uh huh. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, he did finance the whole movie. <laughs> yep, he did. Let's see. Um, one second. Where are we now? Okay. For this. Oh, I'm echoing. Anthony, talk. Yeah, Keen. No echo, right? No echo. I'm echoing on your computer. So let's see here. Here's what we'll do. You lied to me, now I'm done with this game. I've like, fucking had enough. You can go fuck yourself. Later. Maybe they are guys. ESU, ESU. I'm giving myself up. Heads up, he's coming out. Heads up. I want to see you talk the way you weapon. Throw the weapon outside the booth. You stay where you are. Hey, first Don't hurt him, please don't hurt him. There is no fucking gun. You stay right where you are. I want you to turn around. Hit it like your fingers behind your head. Okay? Please! Give him the gun! Okay, right as he's doing this, there is a... Obviously, uh, the gunman has a laser sight. And Forrest Whitaker sees the laser sight on her head. Yes. Uh, obviously... No police officer would do that, and uh, I'm not even sure if cops are allowed to use laser sights. To be honest with you, yes, they basically this is when uh, Forrest where it kind of starts to sink in that yeah maybe this guy is innocent. And at one point, he even tells them, you know, here, freeze, don't move, hold your fire, hold your fire. Hold your fire. Oh, oh. Go ahead. Answer. Whoa, 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 what the fuck are you doing? He's coming out! Answer the phone. 
Okay. Forrest Whitaker has picked up on a few things here. He's not 100% what's going on, but you can see his mind going, okay, he's obviously forced into this booth. Something is wrong. Um, you know, so he obviously gets his wife back in the car, like, immediately. Yes. Um, you know, so, which is, you know, obviously the right thing to do. They don't want her getting shot. But, um, you know, and he also starts telling, you know, his people, A, you know, keep your head down, don't look up, and do this and do that. And they start doing more work, but, you know, it's finally, you know, he's kind of on, Forrest Whitaker, the, the, the police officer, is kind of on Stu's side right now. Yes. He sees something is going on. Uh, I, I guess to use cop language, he's under duress. Yes. 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 He's under duress in this phone booth. Um, and, you know, just kind of peeking around. You see uh, Forrest, he's peeking around, looking around, seeing if he can spot anyone in a window. But obviously he can't. Obviously. Okay. Um, <laughs> and there's even... Now it's, now it's this thing. Obviously this is only a movie, so you can't really base a movie off of real life, but... If this were to happen in real life, hypothetically speaking, we hope it never does. But if it was, you think we would have cops that were this observant? Um, I would think that would have been able to pick up on things like maybe it's under duress, maybe this guy isn't who we think he is. I would hope. <laughs> Fucking echo. <laughs> All right. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and play some of the uh, more audio because it won't echo when I do that. Here, let's do this. Why would you do that? <laughs> because it's fun. The odds are even now, Stu. Isn't that what you wanted? You know where I am, and you have a gun. If you have it in you, you can take me down. There's another part of the movie we hadn't mentioned yet. Um, I, Megs, I'm sorry. I know every now and then I feed back. I'll just try to play some audio so we won't get a lot of it, man. I apologize. Thanks for letting me know, by the way. Uh, be Megs in the chat room. Um... Now, not only did he listen in on the phone calls, uh, he has also put a camera in the booth, and we find out now he actually did put a gun in the booth. Ah. Um, actually looks just like my gun. I, I, I kind of think it might be a Shield 9mm. Um, but, uh, it, uh, Pop, will you are consultant on this movie. Uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Please use my shield. Uh, <laughs> mine's a little dirtier. I need to actually clean it this weekend. But, uh, yeah, he did, uh, he being, uh, the gunman. I don't think they actually give a name to Kiefer Sutherland in this movie. Wow. Uh, the caller, I guess we can call him the caller. That's probably a better thing to say. Uh, the caller did actually put a gun up in the uh, up in the ceiling, it's obviously kind of one of those drop away ceilings with kind of a little plastic type uh, light, you know, the clear light. I'm, I'm not sure how many of you have actually been in a phone booth because they probably haven't been around since well 2002. So, yes. <laughs> but uh, there actually is a gun up there, <laughs> you know, because <clears throat> obviously he's saying you know once they. You know, the ballistics will clear me. I don't care what you do at this point. Ballistics will fucking clear me. And uh, he's saying, well, look up. 
and now there's a gun, so it's a different story. Now he does have a gun, and obviously a different story for the cops. But this is where he also, the first sort of um, confession of the character. And uh, what the hell? We can go ahead and pop that on, right? What are you doing? Hold on. Here, hold on. There's nothing there. Made it, Stuart, by removing temptation. I say, Pam. No, look at this for you. One of them can take your place. Okay. Don't do this. Before I do that, now, Stuart, you've got to be. He starts telling him, "Okay, you're welcome to choose, which means one of these girls will take your place." Pam has shown up at the scene, and his wife is there. So now he's asking him to choose which one can take his place. Uh, obviously, meaning which one choose, which one dies. So yes. here you go. In touch with your feelings. I thought you only loved Kelly. It's true. But you lied her. It's complicated. Then I'll uncomplicate it, Stuart, by removing temptation. I say Pam. No, look, this isn't Pam's fault. This, this is all my fault. She's, she's innocent. Oh, tick-tock, tick-tock. Time's running out. Okay, Kelly, then. You decide. No, please! Come on, Stu. Don't you get the game yet? You're a selfish guy. Pick one and save yourself. Blonde or brunette, time's running out. You or them. Kelly or Pam. Kelly or Pam. Kelly or Pam. Come on, Stu. Stop this. I can't take this anymore. What are you doing? Get up. I was looking for my ring, but... Get up, Stuart! I... Stand up and be a man. You're embarrassing yourself. Okay, he's actually doing two things here. Uh, one, he is kneeling down looking for his ring, but he's also pulling his cell phone out of his pocket um, to try and tip off Forrest Whitaker what's going on. He carefully dials his wife's number and she runs the phone over to him and he starts saying some trigger words like uh, what did I do to to uh, to deserve to be in this phone booth with a, you know with a, a, a crazy sniper with a gun or a, you know a rifle uh, just start saying some trigger words uh, while Forrest Whitaker is listening. Ah, what the hell? I've played half this movie already. Why not, right? Yeah. Uh, you can pick off any of the cops, like Raimi with your rifle. Shut up and stand up! Look, my friend Kelly, all right? See, you said you liked how she sounded on the phone at the store. Please don't hurt her. Please don't fucking hurt my wife. This doesn't have to end with me shooting you, but you're leaving me no choice. Now get up! Okay. Obviously letting... Letting now... Forrest Whitaker knows what's going on. He knows we got the sniper situation. Tells all those people, you know, proceed with caution and do not look up. Uh, he yes. does not want this guy to know that they know anything going on. He wants him to think he has the upper hand, which is what you're supposed to do in a hostage situation. Give the person uh, the thought that they have the upper hand. So, you know, but uh, this is also one of the first times where... Um, Stu does kind of uh, atone uh, a little bit after this. He starts freaking out a little bit. He pretty much knows he's not getting out of the booth. So I'm trying to find that part right now. Let me see if I can find it here. Here we go. Underneath, I still feel like the bra. Prayer. Coming up. 
I've never done anything for anybody who, who couldn't do something for me. I string along an eager kid with promises that I'll pay him money. I only keep him around because he looks up to me. Adam, if you're watching, don't be a publicist. You're too good for it. I, uh, I lie in person. And on the phone, I lie to my friends. I lie to newspapers and magazines who, who sell my lies to more and more people. I, uh, I'm just a part of a big cycle of lies. I should be fucking president. I wear all this Italian shit because underneath I still feel like the Bronx. I think I need these clothes and this watch. My $2,000 watch is a fake and so am I. I neglected the things I should have valued most. I value this shit. I take off my wedding ring to call Pam. Kelly, that's Pam. I got a 20 on this Don't blame her. I never told her if I was married, and if I did, she she would have told me to go home. Kelly, looking at you now, I'm ashamed of myself. All right? I mean, I, I worked so hard to, on this image on Stu Shepard, the asshole who refers to himself in the third person that I only proved I should be alone. I've been dressing up as something I'm not for so long. I'm so afraid you won't like what's underneath. But here I am. I just fletch in blood and weakness. And, uh, I love you so fucking much. <laughs> um, I take off this ring because it only reminds me of how I failed you. And, uh, I don't want to give you up. I want to make things better, but it may not be my choice anymore. You deserve better. Okay. That was kind of the his atonement for everything. He uh he realized that uh the 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 caller wasn't going to let him go and uh he figured if he was going to die he was going to tell the truth. He was going to go ahead and uh lay everything off on uh on himself and um speak the truth to his wife at least let her know what's going on before he died so like and that right there is the part that I'm not 100% sure Jim Carrey could have pulled off that monologue or um, that solo whatever I don't know man what about you um Ah, that's a good question. I mean, you know, we sit, you know, you see him, you watch him in things like, uh, you know, Truman Story, Majestic, and Number Twenty Three, and part of me says he has an end to pull it off. But you look at Colin Farrell in this movie, and we said we've had this discussion a lot on this show. Certain guys are just made for certain roles, and for some reason, I, I just think this particular role was tailor made for Colin Farrell. Like like that scene, that moment, and, and and he and he plays such a believable douchebag in this movie. That I actually hear him kind of like had that little coming to Jesus meeting with himself at the end there, where yeah. he's basically like you know putting himself out there and apologizing and admitting that yeah he was a fuck up and he did some things that he's not proud of. Like I don't think nobody else could have pulled. I mean, you could have put the Nero on that role. I don't think he could have pulled pulled it off as much as uh, Colin Farrell did in this particular it, role. Um... Ah. Like like that particular dot monologue fit him, fit his character. Yeah. yeah. And I'm feeding back on your 
system a little bit. Oh, there we go. Just went away. Uh, yeah, and you know, the only thing I, I, I I'm, I'm always going to go back to the facial expression, facial expressions of Jim Carrey. Just imagine the over, the over expression in this, you know, doing that monologue. It, it I don't think it would have had the intensity that Colin Farrell put in if it was someone like a Jim Carrey. And, you know, even like you just said, a De Niro, I don't think he could have pulled this this off either like this. This was a good role for, for, for a Colin Farrell. This is a good role yeah. for any younger guy. You probably could have put, you know what, I'm not going to say a younger guy. You, you, you could have plugged a Tom Cruise in this role too. Yeah. Really? Some, someone like that? Um, you know... Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess I mean, they use like a wrestling term. Like they, they really kind of built up his character to a certain point to where when he had this moment, it just kind of it, it just fit. I can't I really can't put it in the words. But basically, they built him up as such a douchebag for like the first half hour of this movie. And that even when he's going through this shit party, he was like, he deserves it. He's getting what he's he's getting his come up, so to speak. But as the movie kind of on and he starts to, you start to kind of like sympathize with him a little more, especially when his wife comes on the scene and he kind of like, he it's almost like he rediscovers. You know how like you know they say like, you don't appreciate people until you go through some shit until you almost lose them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And like when his wife comes on the scene and he yeah, yeah. he realizes that this guy, this nutcase on the phone, is like literally holds his life in his hands and he's threatening like everything that he cares about. That's when he really kind of, that's when you start to sympathize with him Mm -hmm. because it's like, he, he's starting to realize like what's important in his life, what he cares about. All of a sudden that one night stand ain't so much, ain't so important to him. Yeah. At that moment in time. Yeah. 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 The only thing that's important to him at that point is his wife. You do see that you, he, he basically, you know, even tells her, don't blame the other woman. It's not her fault. She would have told me to go the fuck home if I said I was married. So, you know, he, he's putting everything on himself, which... He's putting everything on Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if you were going to die, you'd probably do the same damn thing. Throw everything on yourself and, uh, you know, just, you know, make her feel good before you're gone. But um, that's pretty much his atonement. And... Um, after that, it, it, there's really not much longer left in this movie, to be honest. After this, really what he does is, um, again, he knows he's not getting out. Uh, yeah, and for some reason, you're you're getting staticky here and there, Anthony. B-Megs just said it, and I was noticing it at one point, but it's all gone now, so. Two tears in a bucket, fuck it. Um, what the fuck? I guess I might as well play the end of the movie, right? Yeah. Can <laughs> God that move? They're in position. They're in position. Move, move, move. move. Oh. Uh, they thought he. Here, let me go ahead. They thought they found him at one point. Uh, Forrest Whitaker even walks out and uh, tells him, you know, there we found your lawyer, which was code for we're going to get him. So just want everyone to understand. Here we go. die with a clean conscience. No, you're the one that's gonna fucking die. Listen, listen, you can hear them right now. They're coming up the stairs. They're coming to get you, and you know why? Because I sent them. Oh, Stuart, you can't stop lying, can you? Why? I can't stop lying. They're coming up the fucking stairs. They're coming to get you. Look around you. Look around you. That room's getting fucking smaller every second, isn't it? Inch by inch. You know what? It's not gonna be any bigger than this fucking goddamn booth. They're in position. They're in position. Move, move, move. Now, 
Stewart. There's nobody There's out nobody there. There's nobody there. Listen, they're coming through that fucking door to put you out of your misery. You only got a couple of seconds left. What are you going to do? Are you going to run? If this are is true, Stewart, then I have to take run. someone with me, don't I? And since Kelly is the most important thing to you in your life, I'll take her. But take me. Take me. This is about me. I'm the fucking one you want. Take me. This is about me. Come on. Take me. It's me you want. Uh, when the cops go after him, he obviously heard him. I got to take someone. I'm going to take Kelly. Um, he grabs the gun from the roof or the ceiling of the phone booth and holds it out, arms held straight out, you know, take me. You heard the whole speech there. Take me, take me. And um, you see him get shot. They do go up. They find someone with their throat cut. And they do find the rifle, what the, the police do. Um, <clears throat> and uh, Colin Farrell is okay. The only thing that hit him was a rubber bullet. Obviously, uh, Forrest Whitaker even says, I thought you'd rather us shoot you than him. Um, and he gets put into an ambulance. Uh, and they do bring down a body. The body they bring down is the pizza guy. <laughs> what a fucking twist that was! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Talk about a mind fuck of a movie. <laughs> yep, they bring the pizza guy down. Now, Colin Farrell gets a little bit of fucking medicine. Yeah, in the ambulance, they finally got him in there. The guy even says, "All right, here you go. You fly, I'll drive." Gives him morphine, which is what I'm assuming it is. Uh, Colin Farrell in this, he can barely speak. He's lying in the, uh, you know, on the gurney with his head rolling, feeling wonderful. And, of course, what does he hear? Nice shoes. Italian. You hung up, Stu. I didn't get a chance to say goodbye. I feel bad about the pizza guy, but I couldn't miss seeing you and Kelly reunited. You don't have to thank me, nobody ever does. I just hope your newfound honesty lasts. Because if it doesn't, you'll be hearing from me. end of the movie he walks off um <clears throat> if if you ask me i know it's been 15 years they could do another one of these at any time with 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 different people and they could do another one yeah you call, call it a i don't know call it t-mobile <laughs> or call <laughs> Call 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 it Sprint because they can suck. Oh, uh, I suck mean, the left you thing. you could do it at a, a few different places. You could even do it at like a like an airport that you know they still have the phones in them. You know, a bus station, a train station, they all still have these pay phones. So yeah, I mean, like I mean, it's like you know you know we kind of make jokes. I mean, you you'll see them laying, you'll see them here and there, but literally they're they're few and far between because once again everybody has a cell phone now. <laughs> wow. Um. 
Yeah, you're right. But I, I, I really believe that they could uh, do this movie again. Let's get a little bit of the uh, the did you knows. You know, I always love doing these at the end of the movie. Um, and then I guess we'll just kind of uh, talk about what we feel about the movie. So, here we go. The scene when Stu confesses everything. Uh, we just saw that. Oh, listen to it. That was actually shot in the first take of the movie. Colin Farrell got applause from those present right after the scene. So, obviously, they even thought it was fucking amazing. Uh, the phone that the the phone actually worked, and there was somebody on the other line talking to Colin Farrell, speaking as the caller. Kiefer Sutherland's voice was added in during post production, so that's kind of cool. He was actually talking to someone, reading those lines on the other end. That that would be a big help in, you know, furthering the character. Uh, it says the events of the film occur in real time. Nice. Mm. That's very interesting. Yep. Uh, the extras in the movie had not read the script. Most of the reactions are 100% genuine. Let's see here. Um... Yeah, during during the movie, uh, the caller warns Stu. He says, you can get shot 41 times for just pulling out your wallet. That was a reference to the uh, Diallo shooting that actually happened in New York City. Uh, I don't know if you remember this, but the guy pulled out his wallet, presumably to show his ID. They mistakenly thought it was a gun and put 41 rounds in him. Uh, well, they fired 41 rounds. They actually only shot him 19 times. Yes. So, there you go. Uh, reminds me of that my one of my favorite scenes from Tina. <laughs> the guy goes to <laughs> he pull, he pulls out a ham like a, his uh I guess his hero sub sandwich and the cops think it's a gun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you just blow him away. Yeah. You realize how much paperwork we have to fill out now for this. Uh, it was shit. casino, right? Yeah, I love that. We're gonna get to that on the show at oh, some hell point yeah. too. Uh, when Stu is being told to hang up the fucking phone by the, uh, it says prostitute, so I guess that's what she was. Look, blame IMDB people, I'm reading this. Uh, played by Paula J. Walker. She calls him the N-word. This was ad-libbed, uh, so the who do you think you're talking to look that Colin Farrell gives her is actually genuine. He has no clue why she said that. Now, it's funny we brought up this gentleman's name, Michael Bay. He was considered for this part, um, but when he met with writers and producers, the first thing he asked was, how can we get him out of the phone booth? Obviously not what they were looking for. <clears throat> so, yeah. Uh, this was also put in the chat earlier by Weebs, but I uh, just waited till now to read it. Uh, screenwriter Larry Cohen originally pitched the concept of a film that takes place entirely within a phone booth, um, kind of like, like the Alfred Hitchcock, um, 
can tell you within a phone. No, he pitched it to Alfred Hitchcock in the 1960s. Hitchcock liked the idea, but uh, he and Cohen were unable to figure out a plot reason for keeping the film confined to a booth. Uh, once the idea of the sniper came to Cohen in the late 1990s, he was able to write the script in under a month. So this movie was actually in works in the 60s. Holy shit. I didn't know that. Did not know that. Uh, looking for some other ones here. Larry Cohen, uh, who we just mentioned, who the screenwriter, worked on the script for the movie Cellular in 2004, which he tried to get the screenplay uh, while he was trying to get Phone Booth sold. In a New Yorker article, he says he wrote Cellular with the intention that it would be the direct opposite to Phone Booth. Wow. Yep. Sailor, uh, while phone booth. Yeah, basically, I remember. I actually did see yep. that. Sailor is about a man still trapped on a phone but can go nowhere. However, his friends told him that he has written the same screenplay twice. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's funny. Um, Let's see. All, shoons, all scenes were, it says all scenes were shot in order as they happened, but that's not true. Because they just said that the first scene was, the last scene was shot first. So, uh, Mel Gibson was set to star and even gave the screenwriter some helpful suggestions. Uh, wow. That wound up and that did wind up in the film. Mel Gibson eventually backed out. Wow. Mm. Think Mel Gibson could have pulled this off? Nope. Maybe. But I did like I did like him in Ransom, which uh, it's a different movie, but it had it had elements. Of this movie and that, like in terms of like the plot, yeah, I guess possibly. Uh, the word "fuck" said one hundred and forty-three times. That's pretty cool. Yes, I wanted to sleep with her. No, tell her you wanted to fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was one of the lines. Uh, Will Smith was actually uh, one of the another one considered for the part at one time. Wow. So apparently Phone Booth was supposed to be bigger than what we had even thought it was supposed Mark to be. Mark Wahlberg turned down the role in order to do Planet of the Apes in 2001. Jesus. <laughs> if Marky Mark is turning you down, you know you done fucked up. Wow. <laughs> uh, to be fair, Mark Wahlberg did actually develop into a hell of a good actor. Oh, yeah. He's fucking great, man. This film marked the third collaboration between Kiefer Sutherland and Forrest Whitaker. They've both been in uh, Article 1999 together. Uh, let's see, they previously collaborated in Article 1999, Southern's and uh, Kiefer Sutherland's directorial debut in a movie called Last Night from 1993. And uh, Ray Liotta turned down the part of the captain, Captain Ed um, Ramey. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and that's... Uh, Ray Liotta's a pretty selective dude when it comes to uh, projects he's worked on, I noticed. Yeah, obviously, man. He really is. Uh, this is the second time Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland and Joel Schumacher worked together. Obviously, another film we will 100% get to was The Lost Boys. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's really um mainly the ones... Uh, Weebs also threw a couple in the chat here. Those are a little too... Uh, artsy for me to read honestly so <laughs> they're wordy and artsy i don't feel like reading them to be honest with you so i just i'm i'm not going to 
Um, meanwhile, I said before, I really enjoyed this film. Um, there's, this is the type of movie you can put on and not just completely invest your whole life into it. Quick, easy, you know, nice plot. Just something to watch. I will watch this anytime I see it on cable. My fiance hates this movie. She thinks it's horrible. Wow. How do you watch this? It's only in one place. Right, but listen to it. Listen. <laughs> well, she's not a dialogue person. Something has to be physically I, I going on in the movie. To, I, I don't want to listen. Well, that's your problem. You, you don't want to listen. If you don't want to listen, why are you watching the movie? Yeah. Mean, what do you watch a movie for? Just to see the fucking shapes and colors? How fucking... What drugs are you on that you're not sharing with me? Yeah. I mean, if I want to, you know, shapes and colors, I'll watch, you know, fucking The Wall or something. <laughs> fucking watch the kids' cartoons. Jesus Christ. Those fucking things are trippy yeah. nowadays. And if, and, if, and if you look at, you know, we, this is our 20th episode, and I'm like, half of the episodes we've done so far have been primarily... Uh, Dialogue-driven movies. I mean, we've had some action ones here and there, but they've basically been driven by dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. Majority of the movies we've done so far. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we've done a couple of the action. We did Enemy of the State, but that's still another one with fucking great fucking... That's... A, that's I mean, it has action, but that's a lot of... That's one of those movies where you really actually have to sit down and watch it and pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That, that, that's the kind of movie you're going to... You're going to... Wait, 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 wait. What did he say? Rewind that? What did he say? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, if, if I, I find myself not uh, not caring about movies, uh, you know, and being like, oh, I don't really give a shit what he said. If I find myself doing that, it's not really a great movie. Yeah. If, 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 if I don't care to rewind and understand exactly what's what he said and what the plot is, fuck it. I don't need to be there. Yeah, I mean, you know. Yes, yeah, it's, a, it's a, a lot of movies like that that I used to watch back that I didn't appreciate way back in the day, but now, like as I'm since I'm a little older now, I appreciate them more. Like JFK, like when you watching them as a youngster, it's just like they they're very wordy. <laughs> That's the best way. Then like like you can kind of get bored real quick. Was the, uh... But now and I rewatch them now, and it's like I rewind, pay attention to what they're saying. Like oh, oh JFK is a badass movie. Yeah. The one with Kevin Costner? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent fucking movie right there, man. I remember, I, rem- I, I, don't, I don't think I still have it anymore, but I remember when that came out on the old uh, double VHS. Yes. Remember the big-ass uh, VHS boxes? Yeah, there's a lot of fucking... Uh, the, 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 that's a really good... I'll watch that. I know you really got to invest into that movie. But yeah, that's but <laughs> tell yeah, me about but it. But I'll watch it, man. I'll put that fucking movie on anytime, and I will invest myself. Now let me ask you: Did you did you prefer that or Bobby? Remember the one Emilio Estevez made about Robert F. Kennedy? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was a, that was a good that one. was a good one. But I really I, I I thought JFK told the story really good. I really. It, I, I'm not a like giant Kevin Costner fan, but there's two movies. In like Waterworld? No, I didn't. There, I'll, I'll be honest. There's only two Kevin Costner movies that I really give a fuck about: The Outsiders with um, 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Untouchables. Excuse me. Yeah, I yeah, just yeah. I'm about to say. The Untouchables and uh, JFK. Every other movie he's done, I could fucking do without, to be honest with you. I'm actually surprised you didn't say Bull Durham. A lot of people like that fucking flick. It was all right. Feel the dreams. It, it was, a, you know, it was all right. It was all filmed in uh, North Carolina when I lived there. I remember that was the big part about that movie. Um, but I, it just wasn't my... I just didn't care for it very much. It was all right. It was decent. I mean, it's something, you know, again, if it's on, I'll put it on, maybe. But if I find something better, I'll change it in a second. You know what I mean? But, um, no, really, those are the only, I mean, and it, 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 if anyone comes up to me and says Dances with Wolves, they can dance the fuck back. That movie was not. I, I can't. I, I tried I tried to get that movie. No. That's too fucking long. No. And it's, it, no. I'm no. sorry. It is not. Listen, I know a lot of, it was such a great movie. I loved it. It had a great, look, that's wonderful. I'm glad you liked it. I have zero issues with you liking it. But, uh, look, I'm also a guy who thought Braveheart was a completely, totally trash shit movie. <laughs> now, let me ask you, this is, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a Kevin Costner guy, so I'm not even going to waste breath trying to defend the guy. But uh, let me, I did enjoy The Bodyguard. Where do you stand on that one? I don't know if you ever saw that one. Uh, oh, I, I was forced to see it. My mother loved that goddamn movie. Loved it, loved it, loved it. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was all right. I'm not. I'm. I will not. It had his moments in it. I mean, it's just. Uh, it, I don't. And it's. It's funny enough. When it first came out, I didn't enjoy it. But it's one of those movies that I watched it a couple. I watched like uh, about a uh, six months to a year ago, and I'm like, wow. It's not for some. If for some reason it wasn't as bad as I remember it being. The only good part in that movie was the little part where he threw the knife, and that was <laughs> it. Uh, really, the rest of the movie was shit. I just didn't care for it, man. I really didn't. It's it's not my kind of movie. I, I know you might think it is. Cause, oh, he's a bodyguard. He's like a, a a cop. No, he's not. No, 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 no. I I didn't care for. That. I I when I say there's two fucking movies that I really care for with Kevin Costner, I've named them, and I probably if, if I pulled up his IMDb, I don't think I skipped any. Here, let me see here. Uh, <laughs> Kevin C. Kevin Costner. Here we go. Let's let's ten cups. Ten cup with him and Renee Russo. <laughs> the, oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I I will say three. I did enjoy Draft Day. I uh, did enjoy Draft Day. I know Smart Wahlberg will tell me how bad that movie was, uh, and I've said it before. I think the fact that I am not a football fan, I do not know the inner workings of. Um, the, you know the the football and all that that might have made it a better movie for me, to be honest. So here, let's see, let's see, Kevin Costner movies, Kevin Costner movies. Let's see, he was in a movie called Fandango. I already hate him. Uh, Field of Dreams. <laughs> Field of Dreams was decent, but again, not my type of movie. Uh, JFK again, another really good one. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, meh. I, I, for some reason, that movie is overblown. I'm sorry. <laughs> Tin Cup can go fuck itself. Uh, the Postman can go fuck itself. Oh, all right. Um, um, I hate to do this, but I have to bring it to four movies. Three Thousand Miles to Graceland. 
Ah, but that movie was good for I, I I I didn't like I didn't care for Costner in it. Really, fucking uh, Douglas was bad in that movie. Kirk yeah. Douglas was bad in that badass in that fucking movie, man. And goddamn, if fucking Courtney Cox wasn't fuckable as hell in that movie, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ, was she sexy as hell. That's really all I can... I mean, I, I haven't seen this Three Days to Kill movie where he's in it. And uh, I haven't seen Batman vs. Superman, so... Well, well, you brought up Kill. Um, and it, this has nothing to do with Kevin Costner. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's another movie with the word Kill in it that I actually love. I don't know if you've seen it or if, I don't know when the last time you saw it was. A Time to Kill. A Time to Kill with uh, Matthew McConaughey and Ashley Judd. Sandra uh, Bullock. Uh, and Sandra Bullock. Samuel L. Jackson was and in it. And Ashley Judd is sweaty in a fucking tank top throughout a good portion of the movie. Holy sexy. Yeah. That, 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 yeah. I know. <laughs> and that's funny. I actually saw like the movies and yeah. I, I, <laughs> that was a good one. Truthfully, that's another one I'll watch anytime. And I've actually, every now and then, I'll seek that out to watch it. Because that's a really fucking good good movie um i i, I that did. one is a client remember that oh, one? yeah i love the client that's a great fuck susan sarandon yeah tom tommy lee that's a bad tommy lee jones boy. is in that movie god damn it i forgot he was you're right though he is that's a good movie man i really like that that's another one i'll fucking every now and then seek out to watch uh it's on my uh on my uh external hard drive yeah, that 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 I I I I like that one. That's a good movie. Uh, really fucking I'm... good movie. But um, dude, listen, I know Ashley Judd has gone kind of batshit crazy. She's one of those uh, chicks that's standing up with Madonna. But um, you know, yeah, that, and... hot is hot, crazy is crazy, crazy might even make you a little hotter. I don't know. It's just the way I think. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh God! Oh, come on! I, I think Kevin Campbell said it best uh, the other night. I think he said something along the lines: "Ashley hadn't made a hit movie in like what? I think he said he ain't made a hit movie since like the '90s or something like that." Who cares? It was fucking hilarious. Who cares? She still looks good. Oh God, those damn Juds. She still looks good. She was in that. Uh, what was the other movie? Uh, Double Jeopardy with Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, that was fucking. I, that, that's fucking. We got to do that one that's day, a, man. That, that was. A, that's a great fucking. With movie. Tommy Lee Jones, man. Yeah, she was fucking hot and sexy in that movie too, especially in the jail scenes. Oh, no, you. No, what's the no? You talk. You want to talk about sexy on film? What was that movie? Jennifer Lopez. Was it enough? She was boxing. No, mm. no, no, no. Oh, no, yeah. No, no, Damn. No, 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 no. Jennifer, look, I gotta say this. She just still looks oh, fine. Oh, she does. I, I, matter of fact, that that her that show, uh, Shades of Blue, starts March next month. Uh, two months. I'm sorry. I believe it's March. Oh, thanks for my. I actually got to pick I up gotta on that. Actually, put it on my DVR too. Here, let's see here. Shades of Blue, season two, date. <laughs> We can we get a heads up on next uh, next week's movie? I I have no clue right We've now. Mentioned a few. Yeah, I'm trying to think of something random. Uh, remember Men at Work? Oh my god! Did you enjoy? I enjoyed that movie. Oh my god! You're going way back. 
Yeah, I do. That was. Uh, I don't know why. It's just something about that movie. The brothers, and, and considering the fact that it's one of the few times that uh, Charlie and uh, Emilio actually work together on film, think outside of Young Guns, that's the only other time they work together. I believe those are the only two films. No, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm lying. Remember that movie? It was a. Uh, it was it was a uh, made for it was made for TV. Um, rated X. No, I don't. It was on Showtime or HBO. They were the porn kings. It was a true story, too. Uh, March 5th, Shades of Blue coming back on with uh, Jennifer Lopez and Ray Liotta. I don't know where that show's going to go from from where it ended, but I can't wait to fucking see it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I had to look that up. I literally, <laughs> I got caught up in, I saw like the first two episodes and then I just fell off with it. But I got to catch up. Because the first season was only, what, like two episodes? I'm sorry, like 10, 15? Uh... I think it might have been maybe maybe fifteen, maybe more, but it was a wow! What a fucking in- talk about intense shows. That yeah. show has well, I mean, from the look, from what little I saw of it, fucking Ray Liotta was a fucking insane. That man. show has <laughs> makings of being like the like the Shield, like that kind of uh, you know that. That's how I pray. To me, that is because I put the Shield right under NYPD Blue. Then the Shield, that, that's the guy that was in a, on the uh, commission, Michael right? Chiklis, right? And I, now that's insane to me. How the fuck he was on? Because the commission that show was on for a, a few and years. I never saw that show. How did he? How did he look older on that show than he did on the fucking show? I don't know. That's insane. To and me. I never saw that show. I never. Yeah, I wasn't like a faithful watcher of it, but I do remember like he was a little chunkier. Was he, was he police he was, commissioner? Yeah, uh, he was a cop. I, I would seek it I out. Have to watch that. That, that. That's the kind of show you I would might enjoy. Have to watch that if it's uh. Let me see if I can wonder if Hulu has that. The Man, that's going back. <laughs> I remember the show. Oh wait. The C O M M I S H. The Commish. And it's on nowhere. <laughs> it's nowhere, dude. Nope. Hulu. It is. It's yeah, on Hulu. I think so. Let me find out real quick. It says watch the commission online at Hulu. I'm a member, so I can go in. And if they have it after Detroit One Eight Seven, because I'm actually enjoying watching that Detroit One Eight Seven show. Yes, the commission right yeah. here. Seasons. Uh, watch seasons one, three, and five. Ah. So I'd have to find season four. And two. Oh no, season four. Yeah. Why? Um, why? another show. Why don't they have season four. What's up with that? Why the fuck wouldn't they have season four? I don't know. Maybe it's copyright. Let's find music. out right now. I'm gonna double check that it's not on here. Season two, season three, and then it goes right to season five. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Well, fuck! You should charge less for that shit. Let me—I'll try to find it another day, somewhere else. Um, are you uh into uh, like the uh, lawyer shows, court shows? Some of them. Some of them go a little bit overboard for me. So I'm, I'm assuming like you never got into like Grey's Anatomy, private practice. That—that's a hospital show. No, no. Well, no, I was more like I'm more. I was more talking about a uh, private practice. Uh, no, never got into private practice. Grey's Anatomy, my fiance watched, and um, I hated it. I'm not big into the hospital shows. I really don't. They're not my kind of shows. Like, 
I go back and forth on that show. It depends. Yeah, like, like Chicago yeah. Hope, Chicago Med. Never watched no, it. Never. No, I'm, and I'm big into the Chicago. I mean, all those are by uh, all those Chicago shows are by David Wolf, who does all the um, and uh, Law and Order stuff. You know, same guy doing all the you know, all the Chicago, Chicago PD, Chicago Med, Chicago Hope, Chicago. There's a new one coming out, Chicago Metro or something like that. I, another cop show. I'll watch it. Don't worry. <laughs> but and speaking of cop shows, I'm begging for somebody. If somebody from Netflix, Hulu, whoever, somebody please fucking put out put on a fucking a New York undercover. Mm. That show needs to be seen again. Knock the dust off of it and please put it back out there. That that show literally fell off the face of the fucking earth after it went I off. I can't find it. Yeah, that I'm sorry, man. That show needs to be fucking mm. that show needs to be resurrected. I'm not even talking about bringing it back. Just bring back the old yeah, episode. I can't find it. I've looked to try to find it to download it to get it to even get it legally off Netflix. I can't find it. I can't even find it on Amazon anywhere. That's fucking that that that's a damn yep. shame. That, that 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 show needs to be put out there. I mean, the shit that they released on DVD, mm. but yeah, we can't find fucking uh, NY. I'm sorry, uh, New York Undercover yep. anywhere. Can't find New York Undercover, and I would love to fucking watch it. Um, but I don't know, man. As far as next week, let me think about that. Let's see. What haven't? What kind of movie haven't? we done we've done yeah. action we've done a couple a few a couple gangster movies we've done the uh and by mafia movies i i, I wasn't uh trying to be rude there um, <laughs> now i will we've done a couple of the fucking gangster movies um we did juice you know things like that we've done we haven't really done comedy, Action. which is surprising. I mean, I know we did, like, Ready to Rumble, but that might have been the only comedy well, we did. That was our first episode. All right, so we go to comedy. Uh, let's see here. Let me see. We brought up Jim Carrey a lot. I mean, fuck. I mean, coming dumber. Uh, uh, let me let's see. see. Do I um, still have a comedy label here? Let me get my uh, external hard drive loaded up, and we'll... Uh, We'll talk about something yeah. for next week. I'll be honest, man. I really don't feel like getting into the whole politics thing, dude. Yeah, and, I, and I'm just like, you know, this. I, I, I'm making a uh, fucking. Uh, we're going to put a me- memorandum on a fucking uh, political talk for a while. Yeah. We're going to make you laugh and entertain you because, Lord knows, it's, it's too much negativity going on. So th- you're going to come here and you're going to laugh. You're going to have a good time. You should do the <laughs> wedding singer or something like that. The Water Boy, Captain Insane. Want to do the Water Boy? <laughs> I'll do the. I'll, I'll go Water Boy, right? Fuck yeah, Water Boy. It is. I say. I we we have both just agreed. Water Boy. The Water Boy. Next week we do the Water Boy. That movie will. Oh, Adam Sandler was a god in the '90s for me. I'm sorry. I don't give. A, I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks of now. But unless you are around in the night, you really cannot appreciate how over. How over Adam Sandler was! Literally, right before I walked in here, I was watching Mr. Deeds. No lie, I love it. That's another movie. People shit on it, but I like it. I like that. I like Big Daddy. I like Airheads. I like Billy Madison and the fucking uh, Happy Gilmore fucking institutions. I have a little Adam Sandler here. I've got Grown Ups One and Two, Airheads, Anger Management. Uh, bedtime stories, Big Daddy, love that movie. Like you said, same thing. Billy Madison, Blended, Click, Funny People, Happy Gilmore, Mr. Deeds, Pixels, Spanglish, That's My Boy, Longest Yard, Water Boy. 
wedding singer, and you don't mess with the Zohan. I am missing um, a couple. I know I am. But, uh, what was that movie? Um, shit, the movie did with Fifty First Dates. I need that one. I don't know why I don't have that one. That was pretty good. I mean, even, even though I, I will admit, I, I never really bought Adam Sandler as the love interest. You know, Dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. I never bought him as like the love interest. Dude, I will say <laughs> again. I can't. I can't picture like Drew Barrymore or fucking Jennifer Anderson looking at Adam. Saying, yeah, I got the fuck oh him. God. Drew Barrymore. <laughs> I don't know what it is about her, but she just fucking turns me on, dude. <laughs> I don't know what it is about that woman, but well, she is hot. I mean, gorgeous. E. Phone home. <laughs> oh no, I'm talking like. I, I know what you mean. Modern day, and, and you know what? Fifty First Dates is when she was really starting to look fucking sexy. And wedding singer, actually, wedding singer. She was so hot. I figured. You, I thought. I thought uh, your uh, love for her would have started with a uh, what was that movie? Um, fucking uh, Charlie's Angels. Mm. Her and Cameron Diaz, Lucy Liu. Well, I think wedding singer was before all those, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I really liked her, and fucking wedding singer was one of the. She was sexy as hell, but then she did. She was hot though in Charlie's. I've I've seen that. I, I saw the first one. It, what a it, what a ridiculous movie. Uh, I I thought I saw I didn't see this. I saw the first one, just because I I I had a little crush on Cameron Diaz because my <laughs> she's another one. I don't know where you stand on Cameron Diaz, but my God, that woman is so beautiful. <laughs> oh yeah, she is, dude. And um, what uh, she looks hottest. In a uh, mask with Jim Carrey. Oh yeah, that is the movie she looks the sexiest in, if you ask me. And I actually think they were together for a little while. Really, her and Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey got with every. I mean, look, look, he didn't move with with. <laughs> you talk about a Hall of Fame. Look, he got with some uh, pretty uh, notable women. Every fucking movie, goddamn it! But um, yeah, oh, Little Nicky. You know what, Weebs? I have not seen Little Nicky. You know what? I will take it right now. And you never saw Little, little I have Nicky? Not seen that whole movie. I never have yeah, that, that movie's insane. Yeah, I will I will uh I will put it in the search box if uh Weebs understands what I'm saying here. Have a little bowl with you when you watch that movie. <laughs> Alright. It, it it'll make it more enjoyable. I mean it's it's good with or without it, but that movie's just All insane. Right. I will have it I will have it. I will have it. Oh, B-Max is bringing up another good one. Bulletproof, him and Damon Wayne. Damon Wayne. That was a good fucking movie. I have movie. that one. I don't know. It's just not in the... Uh, I don't know why it's not in my Adam Sandler, but I do have Bulletproof. I know I've got Bulletproof. Here. Yeah, fuck Tom Green. I, I still can't believe that one. Bulletproof. Tom Green and Drew Barrymore. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I still can't believe he fucking yeah, ended up marrying her. <clears throat> Let me drop that in my oh, uh, fuck Tom fucking green. There's hope for everybody, folks. Matter of fact, I'm gonna take bulletproof and put it in my Adam Sandler folder. Thank you, B Megs. You're cleaning up my external hard drive. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I put that in there. Yeah, I forgot about that man. Him and uh, Drew Barrymore. I remember. I remember that too. I was just sitting there thinking, God damn, she's tainted by a man with one ball. But damn, that one ball must have done good for her for a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was, you gotta realize that he was fucking giant back then. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, I joke, but you know, he fell off a cliff now. But Tom Green, like you know, he did that. Uh, what was that ridiculous movie? Freddie got, got fingered. And that Tom Green he, show. He was all over MTV. He was like the poster boy for MTV for like a few well, years. Wasn't he where all the Jackass guys kind of came from? That his show, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I thought so. He had all those guys on there doing the stunts, and then they got their own thing. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, yeah. yeah Tom Green, he, he had a nice little run for himself. He burned out, but yeah. yeah, he had a nice little run. Well, everyone does, and yeah, I haven't seen him in anything in a long fucking time. Are you familiar with uh, what's the guy's name? You remember Jason Lee from like the Kevin Smith movies? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. He's done a couple movies. Like, I think they flew under the radar now. I don't know if you can find them, but they're not really like Academy Award winning worthy stuff. But uh, he did a movie called The Guy Thing and Stealing Harvard. They're ridiculous as fuck, but they're funny. And I think you would enjoy them. I, I, I like him. Yeah, he was in Mallrats and Dogma. Jesus. He did uh, what? The most famous thing he did was probably um, My Name is Earl. He was an enemy of the state. Yeah, he was in yep. that. We talked about that. Yeah, he was in a bunch of shit, man. But, um, I don't know, man. Fucking, I think I got everything out. Like I said, I really don't feel like getting into politics too much. I mean, we I, I, we glossed over it, and I really think that's about all we need to do, bro. I'm still going to say it. 2017, lighten the fuck up. The man yeah. has been fucking president less than a month. Can we chill the fuck out? Half of the shit he's announcing will not get done. Maybe not even in his in his first term. So relax. Yeah. Uh, I, it's just. I'm just gonna say once again, 2017. Let's let's lighten the fuck up in 2017. Let's not take everything so seriously, please. Yeah. I uh, yeah. To tell you how serious I took it, had a protest here in my hometown. Well, at this point, two days ago. I, you know, I couldn't be bothered to go. I mean, it was peaceful. You know, thank God no Starbucks were harmed. And the uh, making of that protest, no bricks mm-hmm. were thrown. Nobody got shot. Nobody had to get taken down. You had a few nutcases that they had to kind of like, you know, separate from. But that's in every crowd. But for the most part, it was peaceful. But it, I, once again, I just, a rebel without a cause. I, I, you know, I can understand like wanting your voice to be heard. But at some point, you just got to accept things for what they are. And, and and just see what the man's gonna do first before you like you know, fucking just like uh just get pissed off about everything. Cause at this point, what are we pissed off about? <laughs> we're, we're pissed off about shit that hasn't happened. You know yet. what? Every ugh, I hate to go down. The, we said we weren't gonna do this, but everyone's pissed off because they didn't get their way. And like I've said before, we are uh, we are in the era of victims. This is the the. 2010 and on should just be the fucking decade of victims because that's all we think we are. We didn't get our way, so we're going to yell, scream, and protest. Look, I understand protesting. And, you know, if if you did it six months down the road, I really don't have a fucking problem with it. But these actors, these people, first of all, the actors, I thought they were all leaving. Um, Where's your fucking flight? Go. Oh, Y'all, <laughs> y- 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 if anyone can afford fucking plane tickets, it's you guys. Fucking, y'all can afford fake passports, whatever you fucking need. Get the fuck out. Go. Leave. Go. Madonna, we don't fucking need you. Uh, you know. But, I don't know, man. I-, I really just think we need to 
Think about what the fuck we're doing. Look what's going on. That's... Victims. We didn't get our way. Look, did you see the fucking thing I posted on the group the other day? Facebook.com slash group slash CHE podcast. That of the teacher um, shooting the water gun and screaming die in front of her class. Yeah, I, I honestly, by honest to God, I swear, I thought that was like a joke video. Did you video. look where it was? Really did it... you see where it was? Dallas. Yeah. yeah, I was just, I was, I was thought it was a parody at first, nope. but then I looked at it, and I'm like, and it linked to a real news story. Nope. I'm like, that Jesus school, Christ. that that school is thirty minutes fucking east of here. Thirty fucking. What minutes the fuck here. is in the water in Texas? <sighs> <sighs> Nothing good. That's why mine is filtered, sir. <laughs> How how are, it's funny that you bring that up. We just did a movie about phones and how <laughs> it's taking over our lives and how to get us in trouble. And like somebody in the fucking classroom, like, yeah, let me get this shit. I know. Yeah, <laughs> teachers got to realize, dude. Come on, you you guys are gonna be filmed. I yes. mean, everything. How many times have we seen these these school security guards taking down these students a little too aggressively? Um we don't see what leads up to it, but I still say they're fucking still kids. Aggressive is aggressive. Even though I'm very pro cop and pro security, I, I, there's limits. You know what I mean? There's, there's having to show your fucking balls and then there's having to fucking protect yourself. And I don't think a slight 85 pound girl is is going to take down? She's not. She's not an immediate threat to your yeah, person. I I wouldn't think so. No, no weapon. I mean, unless you want to consider that uh, number two pencil a weapon. But um, you know, I, but you know, again, neither here nor there. That we've we've talked we we talked about that a while ago with uh, when uh, when Spencer was on the PhD because he was part of the educational uh, you know grind there. So I always wanted to ask him about shit like that, but. I don't know, man. Curious, like, since that's in your neck of the woods, was there any update on that teacher? Was she, like, reprimanded, suspended? Uh, said she was. Well, I would assume some action would come out of something She was like put that. on administrative leave, which I believe is uh, suspension with pay. Oh, oh, I thought that was code for, yeah, she's going to seek some therapy, to, you know. Like, did they put her in therapy and all that kind of stuff, or they didn't get into uh, all that? All I saw is she's been put on administrative leave since, which she'll... She'll probably be back. She maybe not, dude. I, I don't know, man. In this day and age, I mean, we're so fucking politically correct. I look. I'll tell you the truth, man. She should lose her job. I don't care. You, oh, for you, I mean, so you think that's a fireball offense? Shooting a water gun at the president of the United States of America and screaming "die" in front of a in front of a a class full of children. Mm. Wait, what grade was she teaching? I don't. Did they mention they that? They didn't or? mention what grade it was. No, they didn't. I don't think they did. But um, I believe that's a middle school, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm being facetious. I mean, like, look, look. All jokes aside, regardless of where you stand on the whole political spectrum, voted for Trump, for or against the guy, you you know, if you're a teacher, if you're an adult of any kind, you can't put that kind of stuff out there for kids to see. I mean, you got to put up, you got to put on like a very professional front in terms of your in terms of your uh, support of the president i'm not saying you got to kiss the man's ass but in front of kids you can't you know do that type of shit you know listen i've i, I don't i hate listen i don't care what you're into what you do 
your beliefs. I'm fine with everyone and everything. But when you try to force your beliefs on me, this is where that's where <laughs> I take offense. You know, um, and that's what she she's forcing her beliefs on her students. And that's not right. You have to yeah. give everyone the right to fucking choose what they feel is right. You know, yeah. whether they're educated on a, on something or not, you're not going to change someone's feelings. And that's just the way it is. I mean, uh, yeah. Or, or worse, you could be cultivating a fucking little mini psycho killer doing that yeah, shit. Yeah, what are you thinking? I mean, you don't know. I mean, like, that's why I was curious about, like, what grade were these people in? Because, like, especially in this day and age, people are easily manipulated by shit they see. Let me see. tell you something, dude. If if video got out of a parent doing that, you don't think child services would be fucking knocking on their door, taking their kid? You don't yeah. think so? I do. I do. I think they would be. So yeah, I think she should, something should be should be done about that. But um, I don't know. Anyway, man, I think we should uh, think we should wrap it up, B. Yep, wrap Let's it up. Wrap it up, B. All right, y'all know where to find us. Tht fucking movie review on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, uh, TuneIn Radio. And uh, YouTube, I put as many of the shows that I can on YouTube, whatever they will allow. Uh, we are here every every Friday, starting at 11.30 p.m. Eastern Time, here at Mixler.com slash THT Podcast. Uh, and, of course, don't forget to check out me and Shaheen Wednesday nights, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Same bat time right there. Same bat channel, of course. Anthony, what else, man? Uh, anything else about phone no, booth or that, uh, that's it? Phone booth, thumbs up. Go see it if you haven't mm -hmm. seen it. And uh, yeah, I think that's Definitely. about it. Next week, uh, stand by for uh, the Water Boy. And uh, on that note, we will see everybody next week. Thanks for joining us. And uh, I guess that is all. Peace. Hey.